Welcome everyone to episode 248 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. <laughs> Thanks for enunciating, guys. I appreciate it. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I> I'm Wool. <laughs> Wool. That was our joke, running joke all the whole week. It was it was good stuff. Today's episode, Dark Souls 3. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit after the end of last week's episode, but we're going to get in, into depth about it this week. Uh, anyone have anything you want to tease? Yeah, do, Dan. Let's hear it. Me? Me yeah. first? Sure, yeah. go ahead. Can I go first? Overwatch. That's, That's like what I wanted thing. to tease, too. Eric so, is also teasing That's about Overwatch. all I played that was new. Um, I wanted to talk more about Ratchet and Clank as well. Okay. And an audio book that I got. Nice. Uh, Lords of the Sith. Star Wars. Cool. So I've been uh, digging that on my ride to and from work. So I like to talk about that a little bit later. It's yeah. it's nice. Um, I've actually started to. I've really enjoyed audiobooks lately. Yeah, it's great. It's um, with all the driving I'm I've been doing, it's yeah. great. Yeah, because like you know, even podcasts like it. It's even the long ones are are short form. So it's nice to have a story that you can you know look forward to. Uh, you know, whenever you sit sit back down and start listening again, you know. Exactly. Okay. Corey, anything you want to tease? Nah, not much of a tease today, Dan. Yeah. Unless you want me to tease the 40 hours of Dark Souls 2 I played <laughs> in the last nope. week and a half. Nope, but we'll be getting to that. Uh, I also didn't play anything other than Dark Souls. I had, I had a really busy weekend and week, so um, other than Dark Souls 3. And not as much as I wanted to play either. Um, yeah, that's all I played. All right, well, I mean, let's get right into it, shall we? So, Corey, you said you played about 40 hours. Uh, how much did you play, hey. Eric? Uh, I played a total of two and a half hours and threw in the towel. Oh, you're done? Yep. Done ski. Okay. I didn't want to tell you guys. I wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> what? I was wondering, Eric, because normally uh, you ask a lot of questions when you're yeah, playing Yeah, I'm these usually kind of games. pretty vocal when I play games, and I get excited, so I tell you guys about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you, you hadn't said uh, I was actually just thinking about that when I was walking the dog. I'm like, hey, Eric hasn't really talked about Dark Souls. I wonder. The, yeah, only, the, towel. the only hint you gave was you said something like, it's hard to get back into the... How did you word it? It's hard to get into I the mindset. In the right mind frame. Mindset, okay, yeah. Mind yeah. frame for it. But you guys talk about it, and I, I'll talk about my time later okay um yeah i've put about 25 hours into dark souls um dark souls 3 which again is not as much as i would have liked but uh as as much as i could possibly get to every spare like few minutes i had i would try to pop on and and play what i could so uh well let's first start with the story um huh? yeah i i, I mean we, i <laughs> felt i felt like we should cover it because Apparently, uh, and this has never been like something I've paid much attention to, but the Dark Souls universe has really cool lore, uh, and it, the stories are actually like kind of really good. Uh, they're just not there, like right in front of you, you know. Um, it's kind of conversations that you have with other characters in the game, and and hidden stuff that you pick up on the on the lore. Uh, really, I mean, the the star of the the game is the setting and the and the difficulty of it. Um, but yeah, apparently in this one, you are tasked with finding and killing the Lords of Cinder. Why? I don't really know. Uh, I just know that that's what you're supposed to do. 
Was that your understanding? Great summary of the, of the story, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, t- tell me let or uh, explain it like I'm five version of the Dark Souls three story. Huh. Uh, yeah, no, I. Yep. Sure. That's about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I know. Yeah. Nailed it. And I know it. I know it takes place after the first Dark Souls. Okay. A long time after. Oh, is it? I didn't. I wasn't even aware of that. I, I believe it is a long time afterwards. Okay, that's cool. Do you know what uh, where Dark Souls Two takes place in the storyline? Nope. No. Okay. Not a clue. It's a sequel to the first one. Is it a direct sequel? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or are you just being sarcastic? I mean, I'd imagine. Oh, I don't know. Because uh, I was usually while you guys are talking. Okay. Usually, the second game is a sequel, and the third game is a prequel. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. that's how it works sometimes yeah uh so let's talk about combat first um so the combat if you've played a souls game before it's very slow very methodical um punishing but not unfair is how i would describe it um and like you think of other action like rpgs games like uh like bayonetta or DMC, Devil May Cry, like those games are all really, really fast. And if you go into a Dark Souls game with that kind of mindset, you're gonna you're gonna have a bad time um, because you, I mean, even like my build, which is built to be aggressive and, and attack, I can still like hit maybe four or five times in a row before I need to back off, and that's expending all my endurance, uh, meaning I can't block or do a dodge. So. You really can't uh, you can't just mash on the old attack buttons like you can in a lot of other uh, action RPGs. No, sir. It's not that kind of game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different weapons you can use, too. Uh, what's what's your build like nowadays, Corey, now that you're uh, about 40 hours in? Have you, have you changed anything up at all from yeah, last week? Yeah, uh, as of last week, I had been pumping a bunch of points into dexterity and health. Uh, and that kind of did me pretty well early on in the game, but later on in the game, I just, I didn't have, my character had no balls, like, he couldn't do enough damage, and he couldn't take enough damage to really stand up to anybody. Um, so, as it turns out, like all the Dark Souls games, the attributes have soft caps. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, once you level up an attribute to a certain point, you start losing the benefits of putting more points into it. Mm-hmm. So, for Dexterity, it's 40. So, when I hit level 40 Dexterity... Um, I started putting my points into strength. Uh-huh. So now my strength is really high, so now I can do a bunch of damage. So what I do now is I wear my... I do all sorts of different things depending on the situation. I carry yeah. a ton of armor with me at all times and just swap in and out depending on the situation, depending on what the enemy has for an attack, if it's fire, if it's magic, if it's dark, whatever. Uh, I put the corresponding armor on. And then for my weapons, I have four weapons that I've been reg- regularly leveling up. And the one I use the most is the scimitar, mm-hmm. and I hold it in two hands and wear heavy armor and uh, use the the special attack, which is like a spinny, jumpy thing. And you can combo it with the other trigger um, to do, like, a follow-up to that spinny, jumpy attack. Uh, it seems to work pretty well, especially in PvP. It catches people off guard because they block that initial spin, yeah, and then they expect to be able to counter there, but they can't because my combo continues nice. uh and it does uh, because my strength is so high it does enough damage that they uh are severely wounded gravely wounded i like um, it yeah and the dexterity helps because you can uh 
depending on what weapon you use, it ties to a, a corresponding attribute. And the scimitar has an A ranking for dexterity, so dexterity will will influence it at the A level, uh-huh. which is second highest. S is the highest level. So that's what I've been going with. I've also been leveling up the whip, which is really good for uh, area of effect. Is that an offhand of... weapon, or can you use it as a primary weapon? If you use it as your primary weapon and you do the power attack, it is like a wide loop in front of you, and it does a ton of damage to really? like a bunch of weaker creatures, like those slugs. Yeah. Yeah, I could take them out pretty easily with, with that whip, just keep them all in front of me and, and keep using the power attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've been leveling up a couple different spears, but I'm not in love with the spears. Uh, but I did the twin daggers for a certain boss battle and added the bleed effect to the twin daggers so you could dual wield and hit the that this particular boss a bunch of times and then get the bleed damage bonus. And then I've been leveling up the... Uh, Dra- the what's it called the great bow the dragon slayer bow oh you got that yeah nice which is awesome for pvp which well i'll, I'll talk <laughs> a little bit about later cool okay uh yeah for me i mean i'm i'm kind of the same same in the same boat as i was last week i am still completely light armor my whole build is based around avoiding getting hit period um so i i try to keep my armor light i try to keep my weapons light uh, I do a lot of dodging, a lot of rolling. I do occasionally have a shield, especially when I'm fighting like faster guys, uh, like those I, those little thrall guys uh, that yeah. like to attack really fast. I use the I if I have them coming up, I'll I'll uh, hold my shield, but otherwise it's a sword in two hands. Whoa, Fiona! Um, so yeah, I got uh, I got one fire damage sword, and then I got uh, I just actually got a great sword that I carry in two hands uh, that I use that. And my uh, and my shield sometimes uh, depending, but uh, yeah, Corey, I was just saying I just got a I just got a great sword, um, so I'll use a two handed great sword. Uh, sometimes I'll use that with the shield too, but that's that's my uh, area of effect thing because that does wide arcs when I attack too. So, um, nice. but if I'm only fighting one guy, I have uh, just a uh, like a shorter sword. I think it's a, like the Lothric uh, Lothric, Lothric sword. They've upgraded okay. a bunch and and put fire damage on. Uh, so if I'm, like I said, if I'm fighting faster enemies, I'll use my shield. But otherwise, if it's if it's one guy or bigger or bigger enemies, I'll I'll two hand my sword and and dodge as much as possible. So yeah, one thing I didn't like it at first, but uh, one thing I really like about all the weapons and armor is that they're all pretty much on a level playing field. Yeah, uh, the the base stat of them, yep. and each one just does something a little bit differently. Yeah. And you can you can take that and use that as as what makes it special, uh, and then for the weapons you can level up and do whatever you want to with the gems. Like you said, you added yep. fire damage fire to your sword. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my whip, I added the sharp gem, oh. which increases the the ranking uh, for dexterity on it. So it was like a, a B rank or something, or maybe it was a C rank. And then by putting the sharp gem on it, it became a B rank dexterity weapon. Uh, which means the dexterity damage bonus was higher. Nice. So you can you can use that. You can take any weapon really and and try yeah. and insert it into your your build depending yeah. on however it fits. You can craft it and in, into into fitting for for your character. Exactly. And I just got a bow uh, that I that I'm going to use for for jank. You know. Which you, one? Uh, it's just a crappy bow. It's not okay. not anything good. Uh, but yeah. I just have it to like hit stuff that's up on the roof, like if it, you know, that's something that's going to pop down on you, or, or to attract an enemy from far away that I want to shoot and and draw out from, 
from a crowd or whatever. To, to pull, to use the MMO yeah. term. Yep, for pulling. Because uh, that stuff's all important in the Dark Souls games. Or shooting a dragon in the tail from... <laughs> You know, I tried that. Away. I tried that in Dark Souls, and not only was it hard to hit, but it would have taken like a thousand arrows, I think, to to kill <laughs> yep. him. But anyway, it's funny you say that because uh, I've recently have been playing Dark Souls, and I finally did that. And it's it is kind of specific what you have to do. I, yeah. It is it's only like thirty arrows, but at the beginning of the game, like that, yeah, it might as well be a thousand. Yep. Um, because of the situation that you're in, but. Yeah, playing this wants makes me want to go back and play the original Dark Souls again, which I oh, might. Yeah. I might because I I never beat it. Like I only got I never even got that far. Uh, you yep. know, I beat Dark Souls two, but maybe I'll revisit it once I beat Dark Souls three. I got the to the duo, and remember I couldn't beat the oh. Hornstein yeah. and Hornstein and Smog. Smog. I thought about that uh, this week, Corey, because of one of my nibble bits. We'll get to later. All right. There's there's there... actually. Go ahead, Go ahead, Corey. I was just going to say, there's there's flashbacks to that. Kind of a spoiler. To that in Dark Souls 3, though. That specific oh, battle really? and those characters. There's a lot of that kind of stuff, though, throughout yeah. the game. Which is nice. Um, Alright, let's talk about the, the landmass and, and exploration a little bit. Uh, Dark Souls, one again, one of the things it does really well is rewards you for exploration. Uh, and... and, and trying to go off the beaten path a little bit and looking around corners, uh, rolling through barrels and stuff. Um, there's illusory walls, illusionary walls or whatever. Um, and then like a lot of times off cliffs, there'll be something there that, that, you know, if you, if you're not looking for it or if you're not reading the signs that are on the ground of someone pointing, pointing in the right direction, you'll, you'll miss that stuff. So, um, that is one of of the things that I like about dark souls. you do that thing where you walk up to the edge of the cliff and like pan the yep. camera around and also like turn your head as if yep. that's going to help trying to see Try to down peek, the side of the cliff. If peek down a... the cliff. Like yeah. it's VR. Yeah. <laughs> that, hey, that'd be all right. That would be all right. But yeah, like uh, when the game first launched, uh, I, I think right off the bat to in order to troll noobs, someone put uh, treasure, try rolling, you know, like off the cliff. Uh, but there was a bunch of blood stains like around it of people trying to roll off the cliff and and dying people who didn't who didn't know you should probably look before you try to roll off the cliff. It's good stuff because there is plenty I, uh... of that trolling stuff. We'll talk about the messages in a second, but okay. Go ahead. Uh, what did you think about the the places you've been to in Dark Souls Three, Corey? I know you weren't as as much of a fan of the uh, setting and stuff in Dark Souls Two as you were in Dark Souls One. How did you feel about Dark Souls Three? Eh. Eh. I I think it's all really good. Yeah. But I think a lot of it, especially in, in Dark Souls 1, was just how new everything felt. Mm-hmm. In, and I'm not saying this one, in terms of setting and scenery, is bad. I mean, it, it's gorgeous to look at. Yeah. Uh, and they do a lot of different things. But it's like, you can only have like your first, I don't know, slice of pizza once. And then after that, like, it's still really good, yeah. but, yeah. you know, I don't know how else to phrase it. Yeah, no, I think fair. that was good. That was okay. good. <laughs> it's, it is. It's really good. And and I think what makes Dark Souls so great is uh, is the art. Yep. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but the, the monster design and, like, the architecture 
and stuff like that. And and the game really benefits from the type of gameplay that it is because it slows you down enough to really appreciate that stuff. Yeah. Where you're like you're you know you're parrying off to an enemy. It's not like most video games where you're just like bolting through everything and leaving a wake of destruction behind you. Yeah. It's like you really have to slow down and 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 think about what you're doing, and in doing so, you're able to appreciate the art artistry that went into the game because yeah. i think i honestly think that's the best part of dark souls is is the art yeah and a lot of times like you have to you have to look ahead to, to where you're gonna go uh and, and try and use the landmass or whatever whatever you happen to be into your advantage um yeah just the other day i was uh I, a couple nights ago i was there's a type of enemy we'll talk about but uh, a type of enemy i have a lot of trouble with uh and there was a bunch of these like on a rafter or on rafters in the cathedral um, and rather than fight them, I just ran around and waited for them to fall off the rafters and die. Like, you know, I, f- I, I felt rewarded for using that strategy uh, to my advantage, you know. Sure. So, and they expect you to do that. Yeah, exactly. In this game, too. Yep. Or, or ducking behind a pillar to to block a sword blow from someone who's attacking you, like that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, you kind of have to use that to your advantage if you want to, yeah. you know, be successful, I guess. I just didn't feel like this one was like as architecturally interesting and the whole like world design as a whole. uh, I don't feel like it flowed as well as in the first Dark Souls. Okay. But that's just me. What about compared to two? I liked two just because how interconnected it was. Right. Um, But specific areas and stuff. I remember very little of two. Okay. I don't know why. I think it's probably because it's one of those games that I played in like one week, and then was done, with and it. then haven't haven't touched it since. Yeah. Even though I liked it, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, another part of exploration, and and it's a really important part is uh, as a player, you can put messages down in the ground for other people to of other people to read. You can warn them about enemies that are coming up, uh, tell them where there's treasure, like around the corner. Um, there's there's troll ones too. Uh, a lot of times they'll tell you when there's a nice view coming up, so there's that. Um, and then there's also blood stains that you can also fa- fa- find on the ground. Uh, and what you do is if you uh, click on those, those will show you uh, where someone died and how they died. You can only see like a, like a red outline of of them, but you can see like oh they ran forward and drew, drew these those enemies in and like you know got murdered or whatever, or they yep. rolled off the cliff. Uh, that that sort of stuff. So that's that's really cool and a really useful tool to kind of plan out your your plan of attack. And it's nice because you have that it's quiet, a little too quiet moment, yep. and you look on the ground and you can There's see blood sign. stains. Yeah, yeah. And I actually found a trap by doing that that I wouldn't have known was was there. Oh, there you go. Like this is this is this is this is this is eerie. Yeah. And then I pressed on the blood stain, and the person ran a little bit further ahead from where I was and got hit by an arrow that was like a trap. Yep. Killed them good stuff it's and again the useful tools in your in your dark souls arsenal to help, to help you get through um and then like i said you know the, there's the whole player thing with them leaving messages for you for for treasure uh, i find the ambush ones particularly useful uh, a lot of times they'll warn you if an ambush is coming so you know you, you get you run into a corner to pick up a treasure uh, but you know that you're gonna get pounced on from behind from an enemy coming from up above or down below uh very yep. useful or the uh the mimic chests you know people will yeah yeah it was funny because i i did fight one of those luckily i was warned about it because uh you know 
as you know, I think we talked about this when Dark Souls 2 came out. Uh, as a gamer, you're trained to just, oh, hey, a treasure chest, and run up to it and, and open it. But uh, you got to be a little more careful in Dark Souls. Because I came across time... one that was a mimic and one that was an actual treasure chest. Yep. <clears throat> Rule of thumb is just to always attack it when you go up to it. Yep. Start by attacking it. Yep. Give it a smack first. Just uh, before we move on from the messages, though, sure. I uh, mistakenly thought the appraisals, the ratings on every message, uh-huh. were upvotes, but they're not. It's just it's how many upvotes votes. or downvotes. Okay. How many people so you, commented on it, I guess. Yeah, so you don't really know if it's a troll or not. Yes. Remember last week when I was talking about that wall that I that uh, somebody put a message in front of? Yep. Yeah. And I said that it had been rated 1,400 times? Yep. Yep. Well, that was the case. 14... I, I went back, and I saw, oh, well, shit, I don't know if it was rated poorly or good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I gave it a bad rating, the bastard. Nice. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't realize that until just recently. It's It's just the amount of votes, not good or bad. Yeah. Which is interesting. They used yeah. to show you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've, I mean, uh, of all the ones that have warned me of an illusionary wall, uh, only one has been an actual illusionary wall. Uh, probably ten, not ten warnings of an illusion, illusion wall, and, and only one being an actual illusion wall, which is frustrating. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, just people being trolls. Who does that? Who wants to ruin someone's day like that? I don't know. Or you remember my story from Bloodborne, where the guy told he put a <laughs> oh yeah he put a note down to, to look in the corner, and when you did that, you got stuck in the corner. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the bastard. Uh, so I had you to don't use, even I had to use like a, I can't remember what it was like a homeward bone or whatever. Yeah, uh, to, to go back to a bonfire. Warp back. As a troll, though, you don't even get to see the, the fruits of your labor. That guy did because it was like a big thing. Oh, I Googled yeah, like it. An internet. <laughs> yeah. It was a, an internet urban legend type of thing, you know? Right, Lizard Squad. Lizard Squad. <laughs> Trolling Bloodborne. Uh, so let's move on to multiplayer. So the multiplayer aspect, again, is, is a very interesting aspect of the game. So... The way it works is uh, towards the beginning of the game, you, you get a, or you buy a, what's called a soapstone. Uh, and wherever you want, pretty much, you can lay down that soapstone. And uh, if someone else in another world comes across your soapstone, they can click on it and summon you into their world. Uh, now, you can only somewhat summon someone into your world, uh, for the most part, um, if you're Ember? Yes. Right? Is that right, Corey? Yes. Um. That's it, it's been different in every Souls game. Uh, it was different from one and two, uh, the way that whole thing works. Um, but yeah, if, if you're if you die, essentially you lose lose your ember. Uh, there's items that you can use to get your ember back, uh, or you can uh, help another player kill a boss, and that'll get you your ember back. And then you can someone summon someone to to come help you. Uh, now there is red ones that will pop up occasionally, and that's just like a player versus player thing. Like someone will put down the red soapstone, uh, and you can summon those into your world if you are not embered, if you you know had had been dead. So, uh, covenants too. I know that plays somehow into the player versus player, but I'm not really sure how exactly all that works. Because I think again, that's a little bit different than it was in Dark Souls too, right? 
Yeah, the the way I understand it is when depending on what covenant you are in, you earn a certain type of reward for mm -hmm. a PVP kill. Mm -hmm. And you give that war that award to your covenant person or whatever and uh, they in turn give you items. Okay. Um for doing that. Beyond that, I don't I haven't really figured it out. Yeah. I there are I was listening to Giant Bomb today, and they were talking about Dark Souls, and apparently if you join certain covenants, cer uh, some characters in the game won't talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you're part of a different one. I thought that was kind of cool. I had one leave my, my, uh, what, the, the cathedral you're in, uh, because I had switched to a different, a different one, and they didn't like that. They said, if we meet again out in the wild, we're going to be enemies. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, again, ass, again, that's cool. Uh, you know, because you, you just never know. A lot of mysterious characters in the game, which is also very, very neat. Well, and why, you, did, you... why did you turn heel on your covenant? Uh, I did. I actually didn't know that I had done it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was kind of an accident. And I was just like, well, I'll just roll with this for now. I was uh, Warriors of the Su Warriors of the Sun initially, uh, and then I switched to another one just because I can't remember what it's called. The fingers one, Corey. Yeah, Rosaria. We, yeah, Rosaria. Where you, where you respec your your that's character. That's the one I, I spent the most time with, getting okay. the pale tongues. Yep, pale tongues. That's my my uh, thing that I gather. The uh, the reward for that is is pretty pretty good. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I don't enough. really want to spoil it, but no, that's fine. It's cool. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to pay attention to that and start. I'll have to start doing more PvP. I have not done very much PvP. The only time I do it is when I get invaded. Yeah. You can only get the reward by doing the PvP. Yeah, uh, you can you uh, can no. you can loot the items from other things, but a lot of times that's like I've gotten a few when uh, like I've been summoned to someone else's world to help them kill a an invader. Um, okay. So, and I got I was I was fighting a boss earlier today, and uh, for whatever reason, like they they went to attack an invader that was had invaded my thing, and I went to fight the boss on my own, but I still got the blue, the pale tongue, even, mm -hmm. you know, cause they were off killing the, the invader while I was doing all the dirty work and fighting the boss. So yeah, there's yep. other ways than just flat out killing someone in, in PVP. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Cause one of the things that, that I thought was really cool in dark souls too, was, um, that if it was like cult of the cult of the rats or something like that. Uh, where it just, if you went in their area, they could inv invade you at any time. I thought that was really yeah. cool. And I don't know if there's anything like that in dark souls three or not. I well, haven't come have across be, it so far. You have to be Ember to be invaded. Right. And if you have someone summoned, you're more likely to be invaded. Yep. Um, and there's also an item called a dried finger, uh -huh. which allows you to summon an extra person. Okay. And if you, but if you use that item to summon an extra person, then you're more likely to be invaded by two people. Ah. Um, but you're right. In in Dark Souls two or one or whatever, it was uh, sectioned off. Like the covenant you were in would be the area you would defend. Yeah. And you would just go in when 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 a player was playing through that area, and you could you could fight them. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, it's it's anywhere. Okay. It's a free for all. Yeah, and I've been I do it been doing a ton of pvp because it's the best way to farm embers uh, -huh. uh that said i suck at it i'm really bad um, i get killed most of the time <laughs> so i've been resorting to 
little bit more uh, jankier means. And we talked about how I had that great bow, which is a giant bow that shoots giant arrows and uh, does a lot of damage and knocks people real far. I also have this ring called the Obscuring Ring. I just got that. It, which makes it so I can't be seen if I'm a certain distance away. So I found the area, I think this is the one you were talking about, Dan, the cathedral where you're up on the catwalks. Yeah. And I'd go into that area and used uh, a cracked whatever to be able to invade. And then I go into these people's worlds that are on top of that catwalk. They can't see me because I'm obscured. And I shoot a giant arrow at them, and it knocks them off, and they die. Beautiful. Well done. Great. I love that. It's, it, it's, it's a blast. It's so much fun. And they're probably so mad. Oh, oh yeah. my god. I would be livid. Whenever I no idea you, what happened. Yeah. It tells you if you've been invaded. Yeah. But you don't really know where they are. Yeah, they could be really anywhere in the in the like level that you're in. Yeah. So to speak. Because I've had people yep. take a few minutes to before they could find me. Uh, one of them, I was just getting ready to fight a boss, and I saw that. Uh, someone had invaded me so i went into an area that i thought i could you know i I like open areas because i like to move around a lot um so i went into an area that where i thought i could you know have the best advantage and just waited for them uh you know when when they finally got there we you know squared off like you do in a one one v one duel um and you know I, i i like i said i like to avoid getting hit so this this guy had like a two handed sword or something uh, so I, you know, I dodged his first couple attacks and I got behind him and just started wailing. Cause I, I can hit like four five, six times, depending on how much I've dodged around. So I, I put a good hurting on him. Uh, but when I backed off, he was able to use an Estus flask before I could, uh, hit him again and finish him off. And he caught me and killed me cause I can't take too many hits. Mm-hmm. That's the closest I've come to like winning a one V one duel. All the other ones I've just gotten destroyed yeah i can't even remember the last time i've gotten 1v1 yeah i think the most the most players you can have simultaneously going is six okay and that can manifest itself in any number of ways like 4v2 Uh, i've not i i've seen 3v3 but it's always two angry spirits and a mad spirit Mm -hmm. and mad spirits a little bit different because they the enemies also attack them, whereas if you're a uh, dark spirit or angry spirit or whatever, the enemies are kind of on your side, and you can use them to your advantage yeah. attacking the, the player. Um, but the mad spirit, I think, swings both ways. I, I'm not sure. I haven't really figured it out. That said, I was playing last night trying to farm some embers, and uh, I went into this one guy's world a few times. He might have been the only one in the area at the time that was, like, my level. I think it's gated by level, too. Because yeah. I go back to some of the early zones and I can't invade anybody. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I went into this world and it was four guys. It was uh, the guy, a phantom that he had summoned, a mad phantom, and an angry, the red phantom. And they were all working together. And it was really confusing and it really pissed me off. <laughs> oh, working together I... against you? Yeah. Oh. And, like, working together through the zone. They were yeah. fighting all the enemies, and it, maybe there are items that make you look like something you're not. Yeah. So maybe that's what they had on. But I went in, and I saw the other red guy, and I'm like, oh, all right, I got help. And then he, like, stabbed me in the back and killed me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And, and it's it's weird, too, because there's a very limited way you can communicate. 
You can communicate yeah. with the emotes, which you only have a handful of. So, like, a lot of it is the the weird standoffy standoff type of stuff, uh, which is similar uh, kind of to, to the, the way the division works. You know, there's a, you know, you can have an understanding with with another player uh, in your area, even if they like quote unquote invaded you. Um, it's 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 really interesting the way the way it's yeah. handled. But infinitely frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because uh, once again, you know, you never know when someone's going to just just backstab you and kill you in one hit. There yeah. were moments last night where I was like, I could just throw my controller <laughs> through my monitor and never have to think about this again. Yeah. Like, but... that was my out for some reason. <laughs> like, that that's how it all was going to end. I was going to destroy my Instead monitor. of just throwing in the towel like I did, you were going yeah. to break something. <laughs> yeah. But yet you... One way to do it. You want to go back? Yeah. It's uh, it's a, what's sadistic? Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Is that the right word? Yep. Sadistic, masochistic. Totally agree. Uh, but yeah, I have not had much luck with the player versus player. Um, I like when it's the like two v one or or three v one. We can team up on the the lonely invader and and kill him off. Really mm-hmm. give him a good ass. <laughs> really, yeah, because that's a it's a good way to feel good about yourself, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Three v one, clean you know? as clock. Yeah, exactly. Give him a good yep. whooping. It's it's also the the best is when uh, they don't even see you and you you kill them, which yeah. I've done a couple times. Like I'll be up really high uh-huh. and I'll wait for them to get right underneath me and I'll just oh, oh do nice. the uh, ground pound, ground pound, yeah, nice. That's awesome. It's great. And they, they don't even know what hit them. And then the phantom that they're with is just like, God damn it. <laughs> I got to start That's watching it. your stream. Yeah. I've been streaming a lot. Um, yeah. I, I, I'll probably stream. Maybe I'll play tonight. I don't know. But it last night was really frustrating because I was on two different bosses uh, that I first one. I probably tried two dozen times before I beat it. Uh, the second one, I don't even know, like so much. And I just burn through my embers. I go and try and farm them. I keep getting killed in PvP, so I'm, I'm not earning any embers. I'm just wasting time. The last two hours of last night, I got literally nowhere trying to fight the same boss. Yeah. And I know you said early on, Dan, that the combat is punishing but fair. Uh, I do agree with that, but there are times where I have a boss down to just like a nick of health, and it feels like some bullshit happens okay. where they get me. And that same boss last night probably... Five of the two dozen times I had it down to just like one nick of health, and you kept That's... going. Yeah. What is wrong with you? It's, What's your problem? Know. You got to see the next area, man. That's that's what it is for me too. Like, Fuck it's that. it's such a challenge that like I just can't I can't let it go. I I can't. Mm-hmm. And you know, Dark Souls is, again is a type of game where you could play for three or four hours. And not get anywhere, not get anything Which accomplished. Which is exactly why I'm not playing. Die all mm-hmm. the time. But there's also times, like like uh, when I played yesterday and today, I just kept advancing. Like, I just kept going. Yeah. Uh, things were flowing yeah. for me. I was killing bosses pretty easily. Uh, and you just sure. want to keep going and keep going, you know? And one of the reasons I knew I could push past that was because that was my experience with the other two Dark Souls. Yeah. Not so much Bloodborne. Bloodborne I had a little bit of an easier time with. But, like... Like you said, you can you can get literally nowhere, but as long as you persevere through those hiccups, you'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't ha- have that in this game until I'm at the very end of the game. I only have like two more bosses to go or something oh, wow. like that. Uh, 
I didn't have that in this game at all until right here at the end. Like, I've progressed pretty well. I haven't uh, got caught up on bosses very much. Uh, I haven't lost a ton of souls at any point. I think the most I lost at one point was, like, 20,000. Yeah. But that was when I needed, like, 15,000 to level up. Yeah. So it's not... Not a huge a, loss. A big, right. And and there's also... um, If if you get caught up on something, then what I've been doing is going back to older zones and exploring... Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's stuff I've missed here and there and use that exploration time to farm souls so you can level up more. And that's worked out pretty well. Yeah. And there's stuff I forget about that I go back and check on, like that tower key right at the beginning of the game I totally forgot about. 20,000, right? I don't need to talk about it too much, but yeah. And I didn't do that till, till the end of the that little bastard with the is do we lose Dan? No, I'm still here. Okay. I'm having that little some bastard lag, at, that little bastard with the uh outside the firelink shrine with the sword in the the rags. Yeah. Fuck him. I killed him right <laughs> off the bat. What? I bumped what? Him, I bumped him off the edge. I tried oh, you to did do that. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. I nice. uh I dodged to the side and then I I did a couple hits and he he fell off the edge like right off the bat. It was lucky. I tried but... to do that, but I didn't have much luck. But once I finally did kill him, I ended up uh, wearing his armor for PvP. Nice. <laughs> Great. And my guy's uh, 99 99 hollow, so he looks nice and dead. Just looks like a uh, skeleton. It's awesome. Then so I have these rags on and uh, a scimitar, and that's it. What level? He has a big, bushy beard. He looks homeless. What level is your guy, Corey? I think seventy. Okay, I think I'm level fifty-one. I hit fifty-one. I try to whenever I get a, a a mass of souls, I try to just go level up, so I don't lose them because I'm I'm the player that pushes their luck. You know, I'll have like one Estus flask left, and I'll be like, oh, I'll just I'll go into the new area. I'll be careful. I won't die. And then I die. And then I die yep. on my way to go pick up my souls. So I try to, if I if I even have close to the amount, I'll, I'll go farm uh, the last little bit and, and level up. If I That's can. what I hold on to, the the souls you pick up as items. Yeah. I'll hold on to those to push me over the edge for yep. the next level. Yeah, I've, I've been doing that too a little bit. I just and found also, out... I've... Go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I've been a lot more mindful of my items uh, and when I have a ton of souls, I equip a ring of sacrifice, uh-huh. which makes it so when you die, you don't lose anything, but the ring breaks. Yep. But you find enough of them throughout the game that sure. it's, it's kind of... Whereas in the other Dark Souls, I would be like, oh, no, no, no I got to save this. I'm not going to use this. Yeah. And then the, the end of the game comes, and I had, had never used it. Yeah, so. you have a few of them in your inventory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just found out today uh, the a new vendor for the souls of bosses that you can you can use i just found out that you could use those today hiding in plain sight hiding in plain sight that's right you gotta talk (laughs) to all the npcs repeatedly yeah Um, i know who you're talking about and i only played two hours oh yeah i i glossed completely over that part for 25 hours i uh i cheated because i read kotaku's tips Uh, okay dark souls 3 starting tips yeah and it said it said you know, don't forget about the NPC hiding in plain sight yep. in Firelink Shrine. And they hinted at it somehow, but 
I don't remember how. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey, toughest enemy you've come across? Like, I don't mean bosses, but your your average enemy that you just have to square off against. Mm, the mimic chests that crawl on the ground, not the ones that stand up. Right. I don't know if you've seen any of those yet no. because I hadn't. I didn't see them until late in the game. Those are a bitch. Okay. Any of the enemies that grab you, because they're going to eat like three quarters the, of your health, probably, or all of it, or all of it, which just happened <laughs> to me too many times. Uh, they do. They do some some jank, and the hitboxes for that I think is a little generous on their end, uh-huh. which kind of sucks. And uh, even with the bosses, like some of their some of their attacks are a little, I don't know, a little, much. A little questionable. But uh, yeah, any of the enemies that can grab you, the dudes that do the, have you seen the, they're like cloaked witches that carry uh, firebrands? Have you seen them? No, I don't think so. Those are a bitch. I just got to the, um, the Ithil, if Ithilin, the, oh, so you... the dreamlike place that you go to. Were you across the bridge? Yeah. I I just got there. That's where I, I left okay. off. So you're close to that then. You'll be seeing them soon. <laughs> Great. That was my favorite area, by the way. It looks amazing. I yeah. actually took a screenshot of it for like from, from the distance. Uh it looks beautiful. Yeah. The architecture and the interconnectedness of all of it and the the variation, uh, even though it's mostly a a fortress but there's a lot of things going on outside the fortress and underneath it and yeah i really liked really liked that area yeah i have trouble with any enemy that have like a pole arm pitchforks mm-hmm. speed long spears uh even those undead that carry the logs the giant sharpened logs yeah. i just have a lot of trouble with those guys um but specifically the armored knights with the spears um, that are walking oh, around yeah. like, towards the beginning. I, I just can't, I couldn't kill those guys. Because usually when I go into a new area, I like to go through and clear it on my way to the boss. And then, you know, then I'll take a few cracks of the boss. And if I have to run back, I'll just run by. Um, yeah. But I, I couldn't couldn't kill those guys consistently. Uh, yep. I, no, I have that issue too. Same, same problem. One of the things I found, uh, it's easier if you can get one of them at a time because when there's yep. multiple ones and they're all stabbing at you from different directions, it's it's nigh impossible. Yeah. But one thing I found is uh, I have an item that increases the invincibility of my roll mm. at the cost of some defense. Mm-hmm. So when I have that equipped, I, I my roll gives me a little bit more protection. So when one of those guys comes at me, I wait for them to start their, their lunge or jab, or however you want to phrase it, and then roll at them. Yeah. And so you then, can get right you know, behind them. Yeah, right next to them. And the, the roll is enough to dodge their, their stab. Uh, and then maybe I can strafe around them from behind and backstab them or just start slicing at them. Uh, but that was the, the most effective way I found. I do also carry a shield from time to time, but yep. it's just uh, one of those little small shields that doesn't protect me from much damage. Yeah. But it's enough that I can, I can turn those stabs aside and then slice away at them yeah yeah i think mine is like 60 percent physical damage uh protection and it's the same thing it's just to to break up attacks you know yeah if i need them so good stuff yep. um i think that's all i wanted to cover 
Do you have any like? Uh... Well, Eric, let's hear your thoughts. What's what's your? Yeah. Yeah. What's your thinking? There's a couple things uh, that are going against Dark Souls right now for me, and I don't want you to think that I don't like the game because that's not the case. Uh, I said last week it's probably my favorite game series, mm-hmm. and I st- I stand by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am not in a place right now where I feel like investing the time or energy or mental health <laughs> into a Dark Souls game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I needed another Dark Souls game right now off of Bloodborne, which really wasn't that long ago. It was about, was about a thing. year ago? Now? Yeah. Yeah, I think it came out last March. Okay. Um, the the other thing was uh, I was playing Ratchet and Clank. It could not stop. Mm. It couldn't put it down. And that's the kind of game I, I want right now. Mm. Is one, I don't really need to think. It's just really fun. Uh, I've been playing a shit ton of Rocket League again. <laughs> and <laughs> I've played uh, Overwatch all weekend. Uh-huh. And... Those three games all have a lot of fun in common. And that's just what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. And I got back onto Dark Souls the first time I fired it back up after last week. And I was kind of, I was a little bit lost. And then I found my way out of where I was. And I got onto a rooftop and there was this irregular looking skeleton guy there. Mm. So I went up to him and all of a sudden, like, he transformed like the first boss does. Yeah. Yep. With all this black shit coming out of him and I know exactly what you're talking about. Flailing around everywhere. I ran yep. I ran past that probably 40 times. Okay. <laughs> well, I first of all, I always forget you can run past things. Yeah. Uh so I I just ordinarily don't because I forget. Yeah. Uh so I tried to fight him and I don't like that whole thing because I don't feel like there's an actual attack going on. Yeah. There's fucking flailing their black appendages around everywhere. Yep. Yep. So I can't really get a feel for what's going on there. And he just kicked the living shit out of me and I go, Yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> you don't have to part- Go ahead, Corey. I was just gonna say that particular enemy gives me fits, Eric. Uh, oh my god. It's not the it's not the first and it's not the last time you'll see it. That particular one I've oh, wanted... What? That's the last time I'll That's see it. That's the last time oh, you'll yeah. see it. <laughs> that particular one, though, I found out that you can run up to the skeleton guy and kill it before it transforms. Yep. I was on... <laughs> but I was only able to do that once out of, the, all, really? out of all the times. I tried probably, like, a dozen times. Uh, I was able to kill him once, and the, and the other times he, you know, transformed. And then, I, like I said, I just started running past him. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to screw with this guy. I just thought to myself, like, if I go back and get my souls, the chances I'm going to beat him next time are slim to none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the chances I'm going to beat him the time after that are slim to none again. <laughs> yep. And I just want to go play Rocket League and Overwatch because the matches last five minutes and they're a fucking blast. Yeah. And yep. that's, you know, and I'm driving, I'm spending 10 hours at work every day between my drive and my work. And when I get home, the last thing I want is to take a fucking skeleton turn into black shit <laughs> flailing around everywhere up my ass as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. So I said, you're, fuck it. Yeah, you're not wrong. Dark no. Souls. Oh, and you're not wrong saying it's awesome because it is. Yeah, and, and like fun is not the word for Dark Souls. No. 
No, yeah, it's not. It's, it's it's rewarding. Yeah, uh, rewarding is a good word that for that rewarding it. feeling. It's like two hours of pain and suffering. Yeah, exactly. And like the thought when when Dan said he spent two hours and accomplished nothing. Nothing. That's the thought that crept into my mind. I'm like, I'm not gonna get anywhere. I'm just not. Yeah. And I just don't want to do it. So. Yep. That's pretty you... much where my head's at. I think my my gaming. Um, I'm I'm having a shift in gaming right now. What I'm looking for, I guess. I've been experiencing that shift for a while now. And uh, Dark Souls is the only type, <laughs> the only game I would like suffer along with. Yeah. And I think that's why we keep saying it's kind of it's its own genre at this point. Yeah, it is. But like, I can't think of any other game that would give me as much frustration as Dark Souls, and I would want to keep playing. You know? Yeah. No, and I, you just have to be in such a mind frame for it. And I just, yeah. I'm so far out of that mind frame right now that I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I hear you. All right, well, here's a question for you guys. This has been a little bit of a controversy. Uh, I don't know if it started with Dark Souls 2, but uh, definitely with Bloodborne. Uh, people clamoring for an easy mode. How do you guys feel about that? No. Why? That defeats the purpose. Go play Ratchet and Clank like that, I did. That's what I said. That, that was my That was my, my take on it, too. Yeah. Um, don't play Dark Souls. Yeah. It's it's like if you see something on the internet that pisses you off, eh, don't read it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to go in the comments and be a dick about it. Yep. What about you? Uh, it's the same thing. What about you, Corey? Yeah, I think I think having an easy mode would kind of defeat the purpose yeah. uh, of the game and take the most important aspect of dark souls out of it yeah if you're looking for an easy dark souls you're not looking for dark souls right yeah yeah you're looking for uh a different action rpg you know hack and slash yeah and uh, like i i've I've said too like if you can't beat uh some of the bosses in dark souls with uh, summoning an ally like it's just not your game, you know, because really, like if you summon, if you summon some people, some people like will take out a boss in just a couple hits. You know, if oh, you yeah. get some, if you get someone that's good, uh, that knows what they're doing, they will pretty much take care of things on their own. So if you can't, God you know, bless that person. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, God, I love dude. getting that guy when I'm, when I'm fighting a boss, but that yeah. was me when I did the blood starved beast. I, if I could have handed that guy a hundred dollar bill, I would have. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that was my that was my take on things because really like a lot and a lot of people said you know summoning an, an ally uh, you and you can summon them anytime you can have them go through the whole level with you if you want. Um, mm-hmm. It's that that's that's Dark Souls easy mode, right? Know? And that and that's their way around it. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Rather so, rather than increasing the player stats or decreasing the uh, the stats of the the bad guys, I guess. Um, that's that's the way to play it if you're looking for an easier Dark Souls yeah. experience. Don't ever change Dark Souls. No, you're perfect the way you are. Totally agree. Totally. Even agree. if you're not for me <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it's hard stuff, no question. Yeah. But did you have anything else you want to talk about, Corey? With Dark Souls? I don't. I don't think so. I, I hope to have it beaten in the next couple of days, and then uh, I just can remove it from my life for a while. There yeah. you go. But I was I was thinking about that today, riding around on the tractor, Eric. What's that? Uh, I just I just want to go back to playing a game that doesn't doesn't force me to want to break my monitor. You know, Corey, you want to play Ratchet and Clank? 
Yeah, I do actually. I've been hearing a lot of good things. And boy, I, I should you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Tomb Raider sounds pretty good right about now. Tomb Raider's Tomb Raider. excellent. Yeah, Tomb Raider's a good one. Just something uh, with with good good pace to it. You know, I'm not gonna get screwed over at any point. That's that's what I'm looking for in games anymore. Like, I don't want something that I'm gonna have to redo things over and over anymore. I just yeah. I'm not in a place where I, I feel like that's possible for me. Yeah. I wanna I wanna have a pretty easy time with things. And I that's why I understand that Dark Souls is not for me right now. I'm not asking them to make it easier. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, Will, what are your thoughts on Dark Souls three? <laughs> Real quick. That's amazing. Uh, Game of the year. There you mm. go. Have you played it yet, Will? Uh, no, I'm probably going to play Ratchet and Clank next. I think I just it. talked Will out of playing it. I mean, Overwatch I is coming out, Will. You're not going to have time for that shit. That's true, and I am playing Fire Emblem still, and I've been playing Heroes of the Storm a lot more. Hot. Will and I handed them 60 bucks for two hours worth of gameplay. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> sure did. That's all right. You know what? All the enjoyment I've gotten out of that series, I'll the... perfect. Good for them. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to try. Uh, I feel like I should try Dark Souls at some point anyway. Nothing would please me more than for Will to play it and just love it. <laughs> I can't see it's that happening. Happen. No, I can't see oh, that happening. Oh, no, happen he's going to hate it. To be honest, Bloodborne sounds more appealing to me than Dark Souls because it's faster paced. If, if only I could slightly, give you though. a recommendation, that I feel like that's what you should play. It's only slightly faster paced. Like you, like I said, you can't you can't go into it thinking uh, Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. Yeah, but isn't there something easier about Bloodborne though? Yeah, I don't definitely. know what it is. Uh, well, part of it is uh, you have a, a access to a lot more healing, uh, okay. and a lot of it too is you can heal yourself after you get hit by attacking the enemy. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that's right, I forgot about that. I loved that mechanic of the game, it was yeah. awesome. Whereas in, in Dark Souls, you have to drink from your S's flask. I mean, there's a couple oh. of other things you can do to uh, to increase your or increase your health, but, you know, that's not a primary mechanic in the game, you know. How do you guys like the S's flask and uh, FP flask system? <laughs> it's fine. I like, like it, but I, I don't use FP. Yeah, I don't yeah, either. Yeah, I, I immediately changed it to all four S's flasks. Yeah, yeah. me too. I use just a little bit of FP. I have uh, a spell that I switch out, but I just use that till it's gone and then and then forget yeah. about it. How yeah. do the spells work? I've honestly never used one in a Dark Souls game. Like, I have a healing spell for my um, Herald. And Herald. so if I was to use that, does it is that it? It's a one-time use? or No, it's uh, however much FP you have is oh, okay. the amount you can use it. I actually got a spell that I can't even use because I don't have enough FP. Yeah. Even though I'm qualified to use it, I just don't have the FP to do it. It's yeah, boulder. It's I never, boulder. never leveled up my my magic. I just, I'm better with a sword, you know? But in, in past Dark Souls games, Eric, it, it was a limited number of uses. Okay. And that's, it's changed in this one to... Magic. all based on, yeah, magic points. Okay. Cool. Well, I hope I get back to a point where I'm, I'd like to play it again, but God, boy, it's just that it does not appear to be anytime soon. Yeah. It's under, understandable. I would like to play it through with somebody, which you can do now. You can restrict yep. 
uh, through your through the settings, you can restrict to who you co-op with, so you can get somebody you want. To. I think it's through a password or something. Yeah. Now that I would be willing to. to try. Yeah, that'd be yeah. a lot of fun, Corey. You need to get your own copy of Dark Souls, and we can do that. <laughs> oh, Corey, you can buy the PS four point five when that comes out. Or yeah. I'm thinking about it. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> We'll talk about that in in a moment, right? Oh, you're damn right we will. Nice. The Neo. All right. Um, Nibble Bits. Uh, Will, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. What do you got for Nibble Bits? Oh, me, Dan. You. We'll start with you. Well, my first one is that Tracer is now in Heroes of the Storm, but only if you pre-ordered Overwatch for Mm -hmm. right now. Next week is when Tracer is going to be available to everybody on the Heroes of the Storm store. When I saw that, I immediately pre-ordered Overwatch. Will. Yeah. For those that don't know, who is Tracer? Tracer is the poster character of Overwatch. It's the... Butt pose. Like the... The one with a fine ass. (laughs) Butt pose. Yeah. The character with all the butt drama around it. (laughs) But she's the one with the goggles, orange. She teleports around, so... She's a lot of fun in Heroes of the Storm, let me tell you. I'll probably talk about that uh, and what we played. Yeah, I want to hear Next, you guys interested in a Guitar Hero MMO at all? What? So, when the Guitar Hero and Rock Band franchises were huge back in 2011, they apparently were working on a Guitar Hero MMO called Hero World, and it was going to be a browser-based game. But due to them saturating the market so much with, like, I think it was two dozen Guitar Hero games in, like, two years, that they ended up canceling it. What and I watched, some, I watched some gameplay of it, and it looked looked pretty bad. Sure. It's on uh, Destructoid, for anybody who's interested into it. Uh, but I, it looks bad. I don't know anybody who would want to play it. I also have zero interest in that because it's that it's too competitive. You know, people are so good at those games that what the hell would I do? Right. Well, I don't even know how it plays because from what I see, it's just somebody walking around on a world and that's like it. Oh. Is it like so being I, a it's a, it's like everybody is a bard playing a guitar? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it kind of uh, looks like. When you say it like that. Yeah, I'm now like... it sounds all right, doesn't it? <laughs> That's a good point. It's just one huge guild of bards. Yeah. This game became awesome <laughs> within 12 seconds. I'm going to copyright it. It's not too late. We can bring it back. We just got to invest some money into the company yeah. that made it. Done. Virtual fairground. Done. I'll tap into our our uh, liquid capital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, World of Warcraft Legion, uh, which is the new expansion, launches August 30th. I know none of you care, but it looks pretty cool. I'm kind of interested in it. Oh, what? I forgot you were playing WoW there for a bit. I did. I remember I took a lot of crap for it. What level is your character? Uh, I think I got to 15. Okay. Uh, there's... Well, a level 80 off of eBay. Well, they give you a level 80 yeah. or whatever. I just didn't want to start at level 80 because, I, think I don't know, I kind of like leveling up. Some Someone uh, leveled a character all the way by using the dance 
Dance Revolution dance pad or something like that. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Isn't it? I can't even imagine no. trying to do that. I think it took well, them like, a... Why? Why would somebody do that? Just because they can. Yeah. That's the what only the reason. Well, it, wasn't there a guy who beat the first Dark Souls with a Guitar Hero, like, guitar? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> That blows my mind. Oh, that's impressive. That is impressive. I couldn't even imagine that. That's damn near as impressive as the guy that beat Rogue Legacy with mouse and keyboard. <laughs> that's impressive, too. <laughs> I will definitely give you that. Holy shit. Okay. And to think Corey didn't even beat Dark Souls 1. Oh, man. It's one of my... As, as upset as Corey is about it, I so badly want him to go back and do that. I'm working on it. Because I remember. I remember that whole thing. Yeah. Like it was yesterday. I, I watched him fight that boss. Corey, when, yeah. I'm, done, when I'm done with uh, Dark Souls 3, I'll go back and start playing Dark Souls, and maybe we can co-op the the end game. Yeah, that sounds good. Cause yeah, we both have that one. Yeah, there's there's a way you can you can summon only only your your friends and stuff by changing the channel or something like that. Um, of of who it allows. So as long as we're in the same channel, we can just drop a drop a soapstone or uh, however it works in in Dark Souls One. It, it's funny you mentioned that because I was reading somewhere that the servers for the first Dark Souls have been off for yeah over a week. Yeah, they came back today. Oh, they did. Yeah. Do we yeah. know why? No, no explanation. For at least last time I had heard, there's no explanation on. Why they were down? Hmm. Uh oh. Hmm. DDoS. Lizard squad. Lizard squad. I was uh. Well, we were not to change the subject, but well, you guys were chatting and, and talking about buying WoW accounts. I was googling how much my Hearthstone account would be worth. Uh-huh. Not much. <laughs> you're you're not rich. Twelve bucks or something like that. Corey, that's worth it in my opinion. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking was, uh, I'll just that's I'll think of Hearthstone as an investment in. Uh, I don't know. Somebody's selling uh, six hundred and fifty dollars for an account that has all the heroes leveled up, and a certain number of legendaries and everything. So maybe if I can get to that point, it'll be a nice payday and retirement from Hearthstone. But I'm still. Are you still playing that, so. that pretty regularly? Oh, every day. Really. Every day, do my dailies, get my gold. I'm up to 30,000 gold, getting ready for the new expansion drop. And when it does, I can buy 30 cards, well, however many coins I have at the time. Did, if I buy 100. Did anybody packs. tweet that nibble bit, by the way? The release date? Yeah. No. I guess I'll just do it really quick then. Uh, April 26th. <clears throat> oh, it's April? Yeah. Oh, I was oh, thinking it was May. six days. Yeah. Next Tuesday. 134 cards. Oh boy. I'm excited. God, your face lit up. <laughs> excited, man. It's fun. I've played some Hearthstone no, recently. You did? Yeah. What'd you think? It's still a lot of fun. I really like Hearthstone. I just don't play it enough because I'm bad at it and I want hey. better cards. Well, anytime you that would be great content. You, we can play it. You can play and I can spectate and uh, we can talk through it. Commentate it, Corey. Really rip him to shreds. Oh, Will, you're just awful. Come on, Will. Hashtag Maybe. uninstall. Or get, get good. 
Will, don't you know he's going to play Holy Nova on turn five? Jeez. By the you way. Call it Curran Cur- Wool play Hearthstone. Curran <laughs> <Cur and> were. <laughs> By the way, Corey, I want to tell you that I have a problem with the priest in the game. Why? I always lose to the priest. I think that's basic, or it's like low level, like cards that it gets are really good. Hmm. Like, you know when you're leveling up the uh, the classes for the first time and you get all those cards, like sp- class-specific cards? Yeah. I think they're better than a lot of the other classes' cards. Yeah, they're basic cards. Yeah. Yeah, they have some pretty good ones. The the cleric. Yep. Or, yeah, what's it called? It's the... It's, it's a cleric or something like Can't that. Can't think of a name, yeah. But, that like, one's... when it gets healed, like, they draw a card, and then they have, like, damage-dealing cards, which, go, like... Light bomb. That's a good one. Light bomb, uh, six mana spell, and it deals to every minion. They deal their attack damage to themselves, which is effective because in today's meta, people are very aggressive, so they have high damage creatures. Uh, So that works pretty well. Nice. Quit hitting yourself. And their mind control, their ten drop card is uh, steal, steal an opponent's minion, which can be real annoying. See, this is why I can't play Hearthstone, because there's people like Corey who play it every day that know things get, like that. You don't get matched up against them, though. Their MMR, their, that, their ranking system's pretty good. Corey, if you ever prove me wrong that badly again, we're going to have a real problem. <laughs> well, my girlfriend plays, and she she hasn't been playing lately, but when she was playing, she would win like 30% of the time, and she's awful. I watched her play. <laughs> now that would be entertainment. Yeah. Get her to stream while you commentate that. Yeah. <laughs> She'd never. Yeah, fair enough. She thinks she thinks this whole universe of video games is dumb. Uh, I've got one similar, Corey. It's just dumb. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't blame her. As like an outsider looking at this stuff, I'd be like, "What the? F- what does it matter with you people?" Yeah, that's true, I guess. I mean, there's probably things that I, you know, not off the top of my head, but there's probably things like that that I don't know about that I look at and say, well, that's stupid. What are you doing, you idiot? Dumb. It's like idiots. Like, she made fun of me for playing Stardew Valley, and then for some reason playing The Division was okay. I don't know. It's just. Well, because it's like a violent action movie. Versus a cartoony farming (laughs) game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's more mainstream. Sure. Yeah, when I'm sitting in my car at Broom playing my 3DS and somebody parks next to me, I always just drop my 3DS and pull up my phone. <laughs> so. Oh. Sure. Okay. Anyway, anyway that, no that's it for me, dude. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Corey? Oh, uh, do I have anything? Oh, the Thumbstick Athletes podcast is now available through Google Play Music. All right. Finally. God, it, took yeah. them, it freaking yeah. took them long enough to put podcasts on their on their app. It has it has been a while, although I, I uh, have been watching and our downloads haven't really changed. That's uh, granted. They're, they're rolling it out slowly. So like I don't have it yet. I don't have the update yet. Yeah, you gotta. If you're on Android, you gotta get it through that. But you can also get it through your browser or through. Yeah. I think I actually just downloaded the Google Play Music app on my iPhone today, but I never 
got a chance to check and see if the podcast was on there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it hasn't really affected our downloads at all. We're having a really good month anyway. Yeah. Again. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So check that out. Subscribe on there. Um, and subscribe to other gaming podcasts you like because I think if you subscribe to like the popular ones and ours, it would it will start suggesting ours to people who hey. to the popular ones. I think that's how their algorithm. If I was designing an algorithm, that's how I would do it. That's using the old noodle, Corey. Yeah. So that's what I did with with myself. I think I also started or did something. Oh, I tweeted it. That's what I did. As if it weren't my own. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. That's what you got to do these days. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my other one, GameStop launched a fully-fledged publishing division. Now, they have published games in the past. Uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade for the Wii yep. was a GameStop exclusive because they did the localization or paid for the localization at the very least in the in North America. So they have done stuff like this in the past. I know they, they've had another game or two that they've done. Mm-hmm. But they just launched uh, a publishing label that is aiming for 5 to 10 games per year for all platforms. They also included VR in that. Some of the studios they have signed on are Ready at Dawn, which did The Order, Frozen Bite, which did Trine, Insomniac, which did Ratchet and Clank, they're actually they announced the game that they're doing with Insomniac, but that's just a one-off. They're, it's not like a contract with the studio or anything. And that's uh, I'll be curious to see what that game's all about. I forget the name of it. Insomniac is working on two games, I think, right now, and they're both VR exclusive. Uh, well, maybe this one's VR. I don't know. Uh, they're claiming that it's just a publishing label. They don't want to interfere with the creative process at all, but that's always easier said than done when they're the ones paying the bills uh it's inevitable that they'll there'll be some sort of vetting process on their end mm-hmm. um they are going to market all the games like triple a titles they have i think there's like six thousand game stops in north america so wow. you know they can leverage the in-store power i mean gamestop is still it's still a a force yeah, sure it's, i mean it's the the go-to game store um, yeah, they're going to market all the games like AAA titles. Uh, they're also planning on leveraging ThinkGeek, which they bought last year, I think, uh, for merch for the games. So it's all going to come full circle, I guess. And they're actually... Uh, there's a quote from one of the important people there that uh, this publishing arm is important to their future. So, Yeah. Well, good luck to them. Yeah. Good luck to them is right. Well, they're probably realizing that brick and mortar stores for video games, uh, you know, it's probably going by the wayside. Have you been to a GameStop lately? No. It looks like a fucking yard sale when you go in there. <laughs> yeah, there's like, crap everywhere. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just the one near where I live now. But it's just like action figures, yeah. like stupid keychains, you know. Yeah. It's impulse well, buy shit. Yeah, I mean, well, they have the the AAA games to get people in the store, and then uh, they hope they buy a bunch of crappy merch. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 
But I could the the thing is is uh if these games are no good, then it's just a waste. You know yeah. the games have to be good. Totally. And I, they're taking a risk with the with the VR stuff there too. Yeah, they don't have they don't have their uh, digital distribution platform anymore, do they? Didn't they get rid of that? I think so. So it's like these games have to be good enough to get people in the store. Yeah. I mean, they sell digital codes though, right? Oh, they must. Yeah, online. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, until they start offering a 20% discount on new games, yeah. I will be sending my business elsewhere. To Best Buy or Amazon. <laughs> or, or until they start having GameStop summer sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. that it, Corey? I, I think that's all I had. I don't know who had the PlayStation info. Eric, was that you? Yeah, that was me. Oh, wait, I had another one. Okay. Uh, I just didn't write it down. Uh, Ken Levine, the Bioshock mastermind, is creating an interactive Twilight Zone movie. Really? So that's cool. Is that is that kind of like um, you're sitting in the movie theater and it's press one for something, press two for another thing? I mean, it would probably be on your phone now, but is that, um, that what they're going for? Because Futurama did a good uh, a good bit on that many years ago. Technology will allow viewers to determine what the characters do, probably leading to a twist at the end. Yeah. It might even be something you... you it pr- could even be like a YouTube. You probably vote on your phone for what the characters do. I don't know if it's, if oh. it's a movie theater thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I forget who it was. Somebody created a, like a whole choose-your-own-adventure game. Yeah, on- it was for Fallout New Vegas. Yes, that's what it was. Yep. Just by clicking the annotations in the videos. Yep. It's, I mean, brilliant. It's yeah. I was gonna say it's genius. Yeah. To think of doing something like that. Okay. That it, Corey. That's it. All right. What do you got, Eric? Ah, uh, a couple. I got two, Dan. All right. Let's uh, hear it. Corey, if you don't ever end up beating Ornstein and Smog, the correct way in the video game, <laughs> maybe the board game is more to your liking. Have you seen this? I have seen it. I don't know anything about it, though. Yeah, so Dark Souls, the board game, uh, was proposed on Kickstarter by Steamforged Games. And as of right now, it is up over a million dollars pledged wow. for a board game. Yeah. The goal was 70000 Well, they got that. They hit yeah, that. Yeah, they, they, they hit that goal. Three so. three minutes. Yeah, they got their, uh, now they got their hookers and blow money. <laughs> Yeah, now they can just say fuck it and get real high. Uh, So yeah, so what you get with the core game, it's going to come with two bosses, uh, those being uh, Ornstein Smog as one boss, and then the Dancer of the Boreal Valley, uh, and then player characters, the Night Warrior, Herald, and Assassin are base game, but because uh, they raise so much money, they're also including the Pyromancer, Cleric, Sorcerer, Thief, and Mercenary. Uh, mini bosses, the Titanite Demon, Frost Knight, Invader, Winged Knight, and Gargoyle. And these are all actual action figures that come with the game. Uh, and then there's the Grunt Enemies, Sentinels, Silver Knight Swordsman, Silver Knight Archers, Armored Hollow, Crossbow Hollow, and Hulking Hollow. Uh, and this has also got some card aspect to it. 
Um, so it looks really cool, obviously. Mm. And I would love to play it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it, it does look really cool. It's like a hundred and some bucks. Is that for like yeah. the ba- the base uh for the base like game, full, yeah. Full full version of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those board games can be pricey. Yeah. Yeah, it looks awesome though. It looks really in depth and uh, I watched I kind of watched the uh, the Kickstarter video for it and it's pretty cool. So this definitely with, check that out. This is with Bandai Namco, right? Like with their blessing or their licensing uh, or I'm sure. It's Steam or is it one of those games. things that's gonna get shut down. <laughs> no, it would it, have to be, wouldn't it? Jeez. I would think. It's Steam Forge games. They're they're they make a Are lot of board reputable? Games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's cool. Um my second bit of news is that uh, pretty pretty much confirmation at this point about the rumors of the the upgraded PS4, which is codenamed Neo. Somebody yeah. brought up a, a pretty obvious and good point. Uh, remember when it was Project Morpheus yeah. for the VR, uh-huh. and now this is Neo. Somebody loves them some Matrix <laughs> over there. Yeah, at Sony. <laughs> I heard a joke uh, like the Matrix. Uh, doesn't need a sequel. P- speaking of the PS4, oh, I I tweeted that from our. I oh, retweeted that's uh, right. Who was what's it? What's his name? Brian Altano. Brian Altano. Brian Altano. Yeah, he's the one that tweeted. Yeah, that I got was a good. good kick out of that. You realize how much he sounds like Joe Rogan? <laughs> he does. Now that you mention it, he really does. Like I have to do a double take every time I listen. He does a few of the IGN podcasts. Yeah. I'm like, is this Joe Rogan talking? Yeah. Sound the exact same. <laughs> That's funnier. Uh, but anyway, the, the rumors uh, apparently are all but confirmed at this point. And this was from Austin Walker at Giant Bomb uh, is the article that I tweeted. And it came out two days ago. Uh, so the upgrades for the Neo version of your PS4 um, will have an 8 Jaguar core, 2.1 gigahertz as opposed to 1.6 gigahertz in the original PS4. Um the GPU is an improved AMD GCN 36 CUs, which means absolutely nothing to me, uh, at 911 megahertz. And the memory is upgraded from 176 gigabytes a second to 218 gigabytes a second. That's crazy. So, it supports 4K image output. Um, what do you guys think about this? I guess the one of the saving graces... I don't know how difficult this is going to be for developers, obviously, because I couldn't begin to develop a video game. But they're saying that they're not going to allow it to split the player base and that all games must be compatible for both both systems, the base PS4 and the upgraded PS4. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would be a pain in the ass, don't you, if you were developing a game? Yeah, it was... Um... One of the guys from Bioware actually said that that's, that's going to be trouble for, for developers. Was it Greg yeah. Zeschuk, maybe, who said that that's that's going to be a pain? Uh, one of the, because I initially was for the hardware refresh, um, but as I think about it, like w- w- the Nintendo 3DS did a hardware refresh. Um, you know, the the new 3DS XL has the nub, but it's also a little bit more powerful. Uh, the game that specifically changed my mind about the whole thing was, um, what was it? Hyrule uh, Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Uh, compatible with both systems, but it runs like absolute garbage on the old 3DSs. It runs fine on the new 3DS. So if you're going to run into that sort of that that sort of problem, uh, you're really f- kind of forcing people to upgrade to the newest mm-hmm. newest version. So 
There's 40 that. million people, by there's the way. There's that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot, a lot of players. So. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I feel like I've seen a pretty fair amount of people either excited or not excited for this, but I think the majority would be, like, fairly pissed off about it. Yeah. And I, I think I'm pissed off. I haven't completely decided yet. Uh, and one of the reasons I'm pissed off is because they're also putting the, the VR thing out. Like, I can't afford both of those things by yeah. any means. Yeah. You know? And I, I guess I don't necessarily need the upgraded PS4, but at the same time, I, I feel like I do. Yeah. You know? If it's going like to give you're you... Saying, Dan, if they're gonna, is it going to be worse for the PS4? And I know they're saying it's not, and that right. sounds great. But is it true? Right. That's. I mean, that Nintendo said it. What you know, like Hyrule Warriors was going to run fine on both systems, and it didn't. It didn't run fine on the old 3DS. Right. So, what what I'm hoping is best case scenario, like when the the current gen consoles came out, GameStop ran yeah. promos for like you know trade in two hundred dollars towards the the new model. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for, and I could you know I could part ways with a couple hundred bucks for it. I'd be willing to do that, but you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. Now, Dan, I know that that probably sounded like a jumbled mess when I read <laughs> off the new specs, yeah. but did you look at that? Does it seem like it's that much better? It, I mean, it's an upgrade. It, it, it's really hard to tell uh, because a lot of that stuff is like specialized hardware for for the console. So, like until you see it in action, like it's just numbers. You know, but a lot of people seem to think like it's it's enough of an upgrade to uh, improve specifically like frame rates and stuff, which frame rate is yeah, always important they, to me. They said it'll pretty much be sixty frames per second. Yeah, like what, regardless. Yeah, which I, I mean, that's awesome. If that's that's well, I mean, it'll depend on the game when they create new games. You know, yeah. if they want to increase the graphical fidelity a little bit in the games, then who knows? Um, I guess. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, this it's not mentioned in these specs here, but apparently they also freed up half a gig of memory um, that wasn't available before, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is, I guess, games that have already been released, they're leaving it up to the developers of those games if they want to put a patch out to Ooh, take advantage. make it compatible with the Neo. So You could see 60 frames per second Bloodborne. Yeah, that right. would that would get me to buy uh, a new PlayStation Four, I think. What it really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, plus Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few games I would want to play on it, specifically JRPGs, but uh, 60 frames per second Bloodborne would could do it. I don't want to say would do it, could do it. Fallout Four is one of the games they specifically mentioned in this article that could really use that. <laughs> oh the yeah, could use a lot of things. Frame rate. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. But I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. I have mixed feelings. It just kind of pisses me off a little bit. Sure. It's one of the reasons I like consoles is because, like, I have one. Yeah. And it just works for, you know, seven, eight years. And then I buy a new one. That's yeah. better. Uh, and that's what I like about it. I don't have to worry about this upgrading stuff constantly like I would with a, with a PC. And I realize that that's kind of the way things are going, but I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, the I don't know if it was the CEO or head of PlayStation said that they they didn't know about a PlayStation 5. Yeah, yeah, it was uh Yoshida. Sh- yeah, Shu Shuhei Yoshida. He said uh yeah, he basically said that wasn't like a guarantee. Yeah. He doesn't know if that's coming yet. So, 
you know, they, it, I think it was Giant Bomb I was listening to also that was talking about um, would they just release something that would be a, a base just called the PlayStation and they would release newer versions of the PlayStation every couple of years with upgraded things. Yeah. Instead of doing PlayStation 5, 6, 7 every 8 years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Why? It's, it, well, at a certain point, it's like, well, do I want to buy a new console every couple of years, or do I just want to get a ball and PC? There you go. That's it. Or that's, if everything goes thing, on like, one of these. Just stop making consoles at that point, because you're doing right. nothing. I could just get a really good computer at that point. Yeah. And that's that's the issue with Sony. Microsoft and Xbox, they at least have the PC to, to go to. I mean, Windows is so ubiquitous. But right. like, what does Sony have to gain by going all PC, just making Nothing. software? Nothing. So I think <laughs> I think we will see another console out of Sony. Uh, what that looks like, I don't know. It's not. I don't think it'll be you know console as we know it. But it'll be an Xperia. The, the other thing. It'll that, be an uh, Xperia phone that can uh, that can run games, like games. Games. It's not yeah. that not that crazy. The other thing that they brought up too was. For Sony, uh, it kind of makes sense for them to do this and push the 4K thing because they have TVs. 4K DVDs and TVs to yeah. sell under yeah. the Sony name. And uh, this would probably help with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which I hate. I always forget that PlayStation is a Sony thing, yeah. so I always separate the two. And then when I hear that, I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> yep. Sure. Um, that was I my... Say... Go ahead. I was gonna say that was my initial reaction to to the the news was that it's uh it's a media it's for media it's for Sony's yeah. like you said stu- movie studio and uh, uh, distribution DVD sales and stuff like that and uh, but then like my second reaction to that was like I think that's giving Sony too much credit to <laughs> at the corporate level and, and you speak some, from firsthand experience have, have some synergy between divisions. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, maybe, maybe it's the maybe it's the one thing you know. It's PlayStation Four is super successful, and yeah. Uh, yeah. everybody at Sony sees that and is trying to suck from the teat of PlayStation. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and they do have they do have uh, uh, what's the word a pre precursor to this because we talk about how the PlayStation Three was like the cheapest Blu-ray player. Yeah, so they know like that's an in. Sure. Um, what is your guys' gut feeling? Do you think that this is going to be a good thing for them, or is it going to backfire? I don't uh, know. It's hard to say, isn't it? It's very hard to say. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how, I, I should how also feel. say that the price was not confirmed, but the rumors are that it's going to be 400 bucks. Sure. For the Neo. It's one of those things that whether it's it, it's good or bad uh, for consumers, it's one of those things I feel like they have to do. Why? Because I don't think you're going to get too many more good years out of uh, the current PlayStation, like compared to PC. And I know some people don't care about that, but also their competitors are doing things. Yeah, but Quantum Break just came out for PC and runs like a sack of dicks. Like, what good is that? Well, that's, it's great that's... it's on PC, but it, it, it runs like shit. That, yeah, that's. I mean, that's 
uh, a game that was specifically designed for a console that was ported right. for PC for Windows, but it just it I was thought a bad that you were port. saying like Xbox has the PC thing going for, so it's not. Oh no no no! I'm just saying in in general, like a uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fidel like graphical fidelity wise. Yeah. Uh, the consoles are falling behind substantially. Well, I I guess the thing is, if you're playing on consoles, you don't care about the graphics as much anyway. Otherwise, you'd be playing on a PC. And I I agree with you on that. I uh, but. Like I said, their competitors are doing things to advance their hardware, and it's like not does PlayStation I, I don't know. not do that and like win some favor. But like, how does that end up when in the you, long run? When you say competitors, you're talking about PC. No, Microsoft and Nintendo. What What is Microsoft doing about it? They're coming out with new hardware. With yeah, the this Xbox? is Xbox. Yeah. What is it? We'll find out at E3. <laughs> yeah. yeah Where did a, you that, see this? Because this is the first I've heard of it's it. It's been rumored. That, that, that was the rumor before the PlayStation. Phil Spencer all but shot that down, I was pretty sure. Yeah. They're going to come <laughs> out with a new Xbox One. I'm well, now sure. they probably have to, but yeah. like... I, well, I don't know, I thought man. Phil Spencer was the one that come out came out and said, like, we have to do something. We don't know what well, that is, but we're going to do something. I think the thing that he shot down was the part Modular. about upgraded parts yeah specific right. parts being so yeah that that party did shoot down but yeah i don't know and i don't I, think phil spencer is gonna admit that if that's like a secret thing that they're doing if he's gonna admit well, to that in an no interview. but i think he would be a little more coy dance aroundy as opposed yeah. to just saying no that, that's yeah. not what we're gonna do here's what that's it is point. i think um and i've again i've beat a dead horse but it's it's because mobile is is catching up so as a developer you're looking at numbers right you're Mm -hmm. you know you're looking at the bottom line how many how many people have access to whatever game it is so one if you're a triple a developer uh and you can put a triple a game on a phone or tablet uh alongside the uh you know all the consoles and, and computers you're looking at uh much much larger than anything else install base for people with and capable Android phones and capable iPhones, um, and I think that's what the what the consoles are are worried about is is mobile technology catching up to them, and, and that's why and they I wanted that, to refresh. But the PS4 is selling gangbusters. Sure, it's not like it's not selling. Right, is it, but it's four also... to one to, to Xbox right now? Yeah, three or four to one. So what? what what are they worried about? Like they're doing fine. It's I don't, you're right. I don't think it's so much worry as it is like getting ahead of the potential. It, it's not even that. It's just it, like you said, Dan, looking at numbers, it's like, well, yeah, we have 40 million users, but uh, let's say we put some, put an app out on uh, Android, which has how much more you like, it's just dollar signs. It's yeah. this is the, where the user base is. This is where the technology is. How are we going to react to this to get a piece of this pie? Yeah, I sometimes I just don't know if uh, reacting for reaction's sake is a good thing. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I I'm just trying to to it's, point out why it might be a bad idea. And and you're right. And to me, it's just totally it's totally nebulous. And I don't think it'll become any clearer until we at least see at E3 like what each of the each of the big three are going to do. Yeah, price will make a big difference too. I feel like. Yeah. You know. As always. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I can sit here and say I'm not going to get it. <laughs> Probably going to. Right. 
God well, damn it. One benefit to it, though, is uh, the people who do want the upgraded one will push their old ones out into the world. And people who can't afford the newer one will be like, oh, well, I can still play all the games. I'll just get the cheaper, older one. And then the, it exponentially increases the user base. Which is great. But the thing I worry about, and we've we already talked about this, and they said that it's not going to happen, but splitting the user base is a big worry. Like, look at games like yeah. uh, Battlefront, for instance. Uh, I didn't buy the season pass, and now the DLC is starting to come out. I can't play with a lot of the people, because people that are still playing Battlefront right now are people that bought the season pass. Yeah. yeah. yeah they the pe- pre-ordered the season pass, because they, uh, they're <laughs> super into Battlefront, you know? And, like... The people, yeah, the people that bought it just to play it for a while are done playing it anyway. So exactly. So if I'm going to go back and play Battlefront, because I have it, you know, it's it's already split the user base, and I'm worried that that's what's going to happen with the with the PS4s. But yeah, we'll. I mean, we'll see. Sony mm-hmm. Sony seems to be swearing up and down that they're not gonna to yeah. split those two, but who knows? Trust them as far as I can throw them. Yeah. Okay. That's it, Dan. That's it. All right, I, I got two quickies here. Uh, Supergiant Games, developer of Bastion and Transistor, has announced their new game called Pyre, where you lead a group of characters, quote, through an ancient competition spread across a vast mystical purgatory, end quote. Uh, it's scheduled for release in 2017, but will be playable at PAX East, apparently. Because um, it's a game by Supergiant, it looks uh, looks gorgeous. Um, it reminded me a little bit of uh, a mix between at least in the brief gameplay video I saw of it or tra- trailer or whatever uh, reminded me a little bit of the banner saga like the banner saga with the the wagon type of thing and then uh, the artwork a little bit reminded me of um, massive chalice so it's a very nice looking game so excited like about that. Um, yeah a little bit it's got a sports aspect to it apparently yeah some some sort of competition. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like an Olympics type of thing, since that's uh, the oldest, the oldest sports. You know, the combat sports. Yeah, wrestling. I think it, is PAX this week. Yes. Yeah, this weekend. Aren't they bringing it to PAX? Isn't that going to be? Yeah, he said that. Oh, yep. sorry. Come on, Corey. Maybe, maybe if you'd listen well, once in a while, Corey. My girlfriend just got home. Oh, okay. I was just trying to say hi to her because I love her so much. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Listen to this guy. It's documented now. <laughs> and then my only other nibble bit, the Devolver Digital Humble Bundle. Um, so I figured I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the, the new Humble Bundle. Uh, pay what you want for A Fistful of Gun, Ronin, and Gods Will Be Watching. Pay more than average, which at the time I wrote this was $4.60. You get Not a Hero, Shadow Warrior Special, special Edition, Dropsy, uh, a coupon for... 50% off the Talos Principle, which I absolutely adored. Uh, more games to come. A week from now, they'll announce the, the extra games. Or you can pay $10 or more for all those games, and then Titan Souls and Hateful, Hateful Boyfriend. Holiday Star. Yeah. So. Hateful. Yeah, that is the Devolver Digital Humble Bundle. Might get that one. Uh, I'm not I sure. really hate that they do coupons in these bundles. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't used it's one awful. yet. I don't even want to see it. I'd rather they put no coupon in there. Yeah. And not the game than get 50% off our game. <laughs> well, yep. 50% off Talos Principle, too. That game's 40 bucks usually, so it's 20 which is So give me, give me $20 credit on Steam, then. That would be there awesome. You go. That would be awesome. 
uh, yeah, so that's it for that. Uh, our weeks. Uh, I'll go first because I only have one thing to talk about. Uh, I'm just excited for Game of Thrones on Sunday. I'm, I'm giddy. Literally <laughs> giddy. So. Oh, that show. People yep. are uh, at, a, at a crossroads, Dan. Why? The show will be ahead of the books. Yeah, I know. People don't know how to feel about that. Apparently, the the writers for the show had a powwow with George R. R. Martin, so uh, yeah. they've mapped out the important events. It's a lot of the you know side stories, I guess, will, will probably be different. But I would love it because the the book got pushed back. Yeah, from what I understand. I would love it if George R. R. Martin just told them a bunch of stuff, lies, <laughs> and then that's changed what they went it in the show, and then changed it. Oh, that would make God. me so happy. That would be. I awesome. could see him doing the that. ultimate troll. I could and see I him doing care. that. Yeah, I don't care. Like I, the, I love the show, and it'll be good. I think no matter what. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be great. It'd be it'd be a good nod to like the the people who were reading the books well before Game of Thrones was yeah. on HBO. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I could see that with you know after the events of the Red Wedding, uh, George R. R. Martin just may do anything. You never know. Yeah. He does have to finish the books, though. He's getting to be—he's getting to be an old man. Not just old. A little crazy. A little uh, unhealthy. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. seen him lately, but he's got to get a move on. <laughs> you know, pump that out finish. before he kicks it. <laughs> finish your books before you die. Yeah, we need we, we need a conclusion. We need a conclusion. So that's all I've got. Uh, Eric, how's your week? Not bad, Dan. Not too much to report. Um, I did want to bring up again that I, I got uh, the Lords of the Sith Star Wars book on audiobook version on Audible. Um, so I've been listening to that to and from work. I think I'm about almost seven, eight hours into it. And man, is it awesome. It's like... I want to buy the Star Wars box set so bad now after listening to this. The narrator is really good. Um, I don't know if it's actually James Earl Jones that does Darth Vader, but whoever is doing it on there sounds awesome. <laughs> like, there's the different voices, and him and the oh, cool. uh, Emperor both sound really good in the audiobook. Nice. Um, I'm right in the thick of a big battle scene that's going on right now, and I'm, I'm really excited tomorrow to see what happens with it. Um, Corey, did you say you read this one? No, I have uh, Dark Disciple. Um, I'm just oh, waiting okay. to finish another book before I start that one. What's the gist of Lords of the Sith? Um, Are there any known characters in it? Yeah, Darth Vader's Darth Vader. in it. Uh, Palpatine. Other okay. than that, no. Not known to me. And, you know, as I've stated before, I'm not a huge Star Wars junkie. Yeah. I do like it. My appreciation for it has definitely grown lately. Um, and, and this book is helping that along even further. Um, but yeah, those are the only two that I, that I recognized. Uh, maybe there was one more. Marth? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, Roy and Marth. No. Mon Marth? Mon Marth? Mothma? Mon Mothma, uh, thank you. Maybe she, not then. She's like a like a commander of the rebel forces. Okay. Cham Syndulla. Cham. Yeah. Yeah. Cham's in it. Cham's pretty the, badass. Reading the write up takes place after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Yeah, Cham's pretty cool. 
Um, there's a really cool. Uh, it's Twilic. I always thought it was pronounced Twilic. Yeah, me too. But they me pronounce too. it Twilic. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize uh, that their emotions are shown through their the tails on their heads. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they're called. But yeah, like their their emotions are shown through like like a dog's tail wags. Yeah, it's mm. not to that extent, but like, you know, they they get curled up if they're, you know, worried or you know, kind of stuff like that. It's pretty cool that they go into that kind of detail. Nice. Um, and Cham, I think it's Cham. There's a there's a female Twilic. I can't remember her name, but she's with Cham a lot, and she's pretty awesome. I like her character a lot, and and kind of the stuff that she does on the side that he doesn't know about that he wouldn't approve of. Is it uh, it's fall? Yes, it's fall. She's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm right, right in the thick of a good battle right now, and I'm excited to see what happens in it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Good You're stuff. on your way, Eric. You're on your way to being a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> uh, Maybe. Don't you know that Twi'leks show their emotions through their head tentacles? <laughs> Sounds yeah. just like Eric. The problem is my memory is so bad that I listened to this today and couldn't remember the characters' names. Yeah. So I will never be able to be that guy. Yep. So I just kind of stumble my way through talking about Star Wars. But yeah, I think that's really all I wanted to talk about. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Corey? Not much. My week was mostly Dark Souls. Mostly... Mostly Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took the dog on a hike. Her first big hike. We've taken her on little hikes, but it was her first big hike the other day, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, and uh, she pulled me up the whole mountain, pulled the entire way. Yeah, she did love it, and I loved it because it actually took a little off for me. She was like a pack mule. <laughs> nice. Dragging That's what I up the hill. How long was pulled... the hike, Corey? Uh. I would say it took us maybe an hour to get to the summit. Yeah. And then there's a fire tower up there, which she was afraid to go up, but she did. She walked all the way up, up the fire tower. Uh, Proud dad. And then a little bit shorter to walk down, but she pulled all the way down, too, which really sucked. Because uh, I have her on the leash, and if she, like, jumps off a rock or something, I don't want her to choke, so I have to, like, run down. Ugh. Corey, you, know you should get mean? a harness. Well, she's wor- she's worse on the harness than she is on anything else. Really? Uh, yep. She pulls How is most... that possible? Because the, the harness doesn't hurt her. Yeah, but it makes it harder for them to pull. A harness around that... her chest? Yeah, that was always my experience. I mean, I guess it depends on the dog, but no. Yeah. She, pu- she pulls the hardest on the harness. Uh, we would do just the leash around the neck which she's a little bit better on, but we just got her one of those gentle leaders. Yeah. I think I talked about it on here before yeah, that fits around her snout and she like can't pull on that, but I didn't want to do that on a hike. Yeah. Cause that's a long, long way to go. Yeah. I wanted her to, you know, be somewhat comfortable. So, but that was fun. And I, I, like I said, it's just pretty much dark souls and hockey. I've been staying up way too late to watch hockey. Yep. Oh God. Me too. Yesterday was a, was a rough day. Thank God. Uh, one of my teams won yesterday cause the other three lost. Yep. Oof. So that's, right, that's boys. been my week. All right. Well, what do you got? Uh, keep an eye with hockey. 
You remember last week when I said I like Coach's Challenge because I get the calls right? <laughs> uh, boy, did I eat my words. If, if you didn't hate it before, you hate it now, you know? Here's, here's the thing. Yeah, they're getting the calls right, but if you have to look frame by frame to notice if, like, a millimeter of a skate is either off the ice or across the blue line, like, that's not really offsides. Yeah. Not to mention that it's being used as a tactic now. I think I've counted like eight goals being called back at this point. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. And like you said, it's being used as a tactic. Like coaches use it to slow down momentum. This is the best example of it. The Panthers Islanders game, game yeah. three. I was the watching. The Panthers that. scored to go up three zero, which is kind of a death blow to a team, and they called it back to offsides, which I think it was. I think it was Huberdo who was offside by just a minuscule amount. And there was like 10 to 15 seconds of play in the offensive zone for the Panthers where the Islanders made a ton of defensive mistakes, like Barkov deked out one of the defensemen and all that, and they scored, and it got called back. So, like, Greg Wyshynski did a really good article on it, on Puck Daddy, about yes, why did. they need to kill it with fire before it becomes a becomes a big issue. Which it already is an issue, I think. Yeah. It's just, like, let everybody play with that. Leave it. Keep the momentum of the game. Let everybody play with that extra millimeter on offsides. Let everybody benefit from it. Then it's an even playing, playing field again. You know? It's and just it's I ridiculous. said one of the ways they could fix that is by, A, not having, like, your video coaches being able to call down to the bench and say, oh, yeah, challenges is offsides. It's got to be called, you know, from the ice. Uh, yeah. And then if you get it wrong, you should get a delay of game penalty. I Absolutely. Think. That's definitely what they should do. They should penalize the coaches for abusing it. Yeah. Because this is, as you said, Dan, was meant to be for goalie interference. Goaltender interference, yeah. that was Or or to look and see if a puck, like, did cross, you know, cross the line into the uh-huh. goal. You know, that sort of stuff. It wasn't meant for offsides or anything like that. Just get rid of the blue line. <laughs> that... Yeah. Who cares? It has been tossed around, actually. I like you that know? idea. I've always been a fan of that idea. I just remember not that long ago when two line you couldn't pass the puck over two lines. Yeah. And when I first started watching hockey, that blew my mind that that was a penalty. I go, what the fuck? Why? Because yeah. of the Edmonton Oilers. That rule was... Specific. It's always the fucking Oilers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was put in because they, they were good. They were so good in the mid to late 80s that they wanted to slow their offense down a little bit, so they put in the They two blew my pass. mind because they were so good, and then they blew my mind because they were so bad. Yep. All spectrums covered. <laughs> Look at that dynamic team, those Oilers. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I just, like... Because it, it ruins the momentum of the game for, like, the team. Like, there was the Blues-Hawks game. Not to mention that the Blues, while the the calls got called back, they were right. But like right after the Tarasenko goal in Game Two got called back, Chicago scored almost immediately after. Yeah, and then there goes the game. Yeah. I don't know, because then like then where does it stop? Like everything's gonna start getting challenged. And if I wanted to watch a, a game get decided by review, I'd just watch the NFL. Yeah. Yep, it's gotten out of hand in that too. <laughs> It, I don't know. And this is supposed to also prevent the Duchesne play that happened two years ago. Which I had a picture like, of saved on my phone. Which, it's funny, because <laughs> I was looking for that same thing. And I guess people tweeted him. 
saying like good job Duchesne. <laughs> it's all your fault you blew it <laughs> yeah it's you and the rest fault for that nice. all of this yeah and it's extremely w- frustrating when it's your team because it's happened to the rangers i think three times well the this most recent one was kind of uh really took the wind the wind out of their sails yeah, because then, like, I don't know. Wait, did they Pittsburgh score right after that on the Rangers? No, they, they did not right away. I mean, I don't. The Rangers didn't play like they should have won anyway. But I think what happened with that goal really changed the tone of the game. Yeah, it's definitely it's seventeen deflating. shots, four in the third, four shots in the third period against a rookie goaltender. Yeah, was that his first NHL game? No, that was his first was his first playoff, playoff, playoff game. I know that. Yeah, it's like they—they, they, I mean, they didn't—they didn't deserve to win, but that's a different topic. Sorry. Well, the Rangers as a team blow my mind because they can play so well, like they do in Game Two, and even Game One, I thought they played pretty, like, pretty well. But then Game Three, they just looked awful. Yeah. Hockey. Yeah. Other than that, I got sick again for like the thirtieth time within the last like four months. That's pretty frustrating. <laughs> so if I'm sniffling a lot and coughing, I'm really sorry. I'm trying to keep it down. Uh, that's I guess that's it. I don't know. Okay. Well, how does that affect your your gains? <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that. I uh, I got sick like Friday last week. I think it's because of like stress from school, like seasonal allergies and. Lack of sleep because of the playoffs. Because I'm going to bed at like 3 every night. Ugh. So over the weekend, I actually gave myself Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for cheat days. Because when you're sick, you need more calories for your body to recover. And Mm -hmm. I'm at such a deficit to begin with that I needed like more to recover. And I didn't gain any weight. And I didn't lift on Monday, Tuesday. So like I really gave my, my body as much time as it as it needs. I don't know. I don't really notice a difference. But All this exercise talk has given me a headache. <laughs> Eric, just come to the gym with me. Making talk me tired. I hear you. That's it, though. I have nothing else, really. Okay. Uh, we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played and feedback in just a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 248 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna demand that we talk about Overwatch first. So Will, Will, and, yeah. Will and Eric can kind of cover this. Uh, I really want to hear about it. I've been wanting to play. I kept praying and hoping that Blizzard would let me into their beta, but they just didn't. So again, I want yeah to, again. Well, I mean, I've never been one to sing their praises, but still. They could have given me a shot here. But anyway, go ahead and talk about it, you guys. Dan, mm-hmm. let me first start by saying, and I <laughs> I, I, am, I, mean this, it's the best shooter I've played in years. Yeah. It's so good. Like, the matches are such a good pace and length, and choosing between the different heroes just adds such a new layer to it for me. I've never played a shooter like this before. I know it's similar to Team Fortress from what I understand, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I've never played that before, so it's all new to me. Don't say and... that on the Overwatch subreddit. Yeah, people. Well, 
you know, people get like violent over. Well, that. I said from what I understand. Yeah. It's, that's not from my experience. I don't know. They don't, they don't care. It's <laughs> it's up. like saying it's like saying <laughs> Hearthstone is like Magic the Gathering, which it's it's Magic it the Gathering light. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. But don't say that. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Fuck fuck those people. <laughs> I don't care. Seriously. Um. Yeah, but it's just Dan. It's just so fun and like some of the stuff that you can pull off i i was playing with mccree who is the the western gunslinger Mm -hmm. who i had had my eye on since i saw his character reveal Mm -hmm. and uh sure enough i fell right in love with him and like his uh his attacks you can either shoot like a single shot uh that's your left attack your right mouse button attack is a, it unloads whatever's left in your clip. So if you've got a full six rounds in there, it unloads all of them, which obviously would make it harder to control with your accuracy, as it should. Yeah. But man, you can really polish somebody off with a good six shooter if you if you can hold your accuracy down. And he has a, a flashbang grenade that will stun enemies. So if you can pull off a couple of quick shots, stun them, and then just unload the rest of your clip real quick, uh, you can really polish some people off. Uh, but they all have drawbacks, so I didn't try too many characters. But with McCree, like he's not very fast, um, and there's one other drawback. Oh, he doesn't. He, he's pretty bad from a distance. You'd have to be pretty pretty damn accurate from a distance, uh, which I was able to do a couple of times, and that feels really nice when you pull off a good distance kill with a with a revolver. Yeah, um, it's like pistol yeah. sniping from Halo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I liked it so much. Yeah. It harkened back. Um, aside from the actual gameplay, which is like super fast and frantic and amazing with all the different abilities, it, it's very simple too, because each character, it, it doesn't take a lot to get into the game because each character only has, you know, three, maybe four attacks with a couple of them being cool abilities. Um, so it's kind of like Heroes of the Storm is for MOBAs. It's, it's very easy to get into which I liked about it, and I don't feel like I'm going to have to play it all the time to be really good at it, because there's not that crazy level of depth to it, which is really nice. And that, that's what I'm looking for right now. Is yep. a, it's a, kind of a shallow game that's just really fun and well-made, and the gameplay is really tight. Um, so each character also has... Uh, what are they called, Will, like a, with the special attacks? Uh, I, I've always just called them ultimates or all. Yeah, yeah. It's just... I'm so used to it from mobiles at this point that I just call right. it my alt. So McCree's ultimate attack, uh, which is a it's a thing that gets charged up over time. I, I I'm assuming it's based off of how well you play, along with you know a certain amount of time. Uh, his is when you hit it, a big circle appears on the screen, and you have to hold a, a at least one enemy in that circle for a short amount of time, and then a little skull will appear over them, and when you hit the fire button again, it just immediately kills him. So he pops off. However many skulls appear in the screen, he pops off that many kills. And it's just awesome. Um, so at the end of the match, it will show like the play of the game. And it highlights one character and an awesome play they had. So I actually got that uh, one or two times with McCree by pulling off uh, an ultimate attack that killed you know, three four guys at a time. Nice. Um, so those highlights are really cool at the end of the game. And you can also pick the MVP at the end of the game. Yeah. Which, which was a fun part of it, too, because it will show, say, like, Johnny, for instance, it, he plays the healer role. He used uh, Mercy. Um, 
So it will show what percentage of damage he was able to heal for our team. Um, like one game we were playing, it was with a random character, random guy using mercy healed 49% of the damage that we took as a team, which wow. I could not believe. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, Johnny, I think he said he got up to 48 one time, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, so we'll show that. It will show the person that had the most eliminations. It'll show, uh, like your tank role players, which will did pretty frequently, uh, using Reinhardt, who's like this big mech. Um, and he puts up a shield in front of the team to just kind of like trudge behind yeah. a slow moving robot with this giant shield. So you can't get hit. So yeah. it shows how much damage you soaked for the team. So it can show like you're, you're playing your role. Johnny's playing his role. I'm playing my role as damage dealer. And, uh, it shows all that at the end of the game, which is really cool. And you can vote for who the MVP was. Um, keep it within the team. Yeah, well, you always got to vote for somebody on your team. If you don't, you're a real prick. Oh, yeah. Um, and one of the other things that's really cool is there's loot crates. So you unlock these loot boxes, and it has skins for characters in it, uh, different voiceovers for the characters. But my my personal favorite was different spray paints. So every character starts off with just a basic Overwatch logo spray paint. Uh, but my favorite one that I unlocked was using McCree... There's a, a pixel art, like, 8-bit version of McCree, and he spray-paints it on the ground. Each character has these these 8-bit pixels, by the way, and I unlocked a few of them, and uh, they're fantastic. And we, we made kind of a game out of it, because before the match starts, you all are just, like, in this, this room, fucking around, shooting basketballs and soccer balls, punching stuff, spray-painting the wall with your little logo, and it's just really fun. Yeah. Nice. Well, go ahead. Uh, yeah, the, I played this game probably. I think it was in November or December. I want to say when they did their first like open beta for it or open weekend, and they have improved on this game like tenfold from when I played it. Because when I played it back then, it wasn't. I don't want to say boring because it wasn't, but I didn't have as much fun then as I did now. Even when I played it alone now, like, I had more fun than I did, like, when I played it back then. So, I played a lot, like, I played Reinhardt, like Eric said, which I don't know why, but I always did really well with him. I don't know if he's, like, an overpowered character, but for whatever reason, I just excelled with him. I think it just kind of fits my tank play style, where I just throw up the shield and soak all the damage so Eric can pick off people as McCree. Well, try to. <laughs> Attempted. Yeah. And then I would play Tracer, who I think is one of my favorite characters to play in any game that I've played in, like, a really long time. I just have so much fun with that character because what she does is she blinks around the map. So, like, you can really just mess with people by teleporting in different spots. And you get a three charge for a teleport, so you can do it three times before it has to do a recharge. And then your one ability is an E ability where you recall, so, like, you rewind time and you're like back in another spot so literally you can just mess with the other team so effectively and it's so and much fun because it's hard to get her let me tell you when i was playing as reinhardt because we needed a tank uh somebody on the other team was playing as tracer and just fucking with me so bad because reinhardt is a slow plotting idiot mech and tracer is just super fast zipping around every side of me and i couldn't get a clean hit on her 
Because by the time Reinhardt turned around the next day, she was clearly gone. <laughs> you know, and she was just fucking with me so bad. And that leaves you exposed to the the entire rest of the team can just see you spinning around in circles like an idiot. Yeah. Trying to hit Tracer when I'm just clearly not going to. Uh, that's uh, a good image. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. The way that you can use all the different the different players and heroes and their abilities. It's I cannot fucking wait for that game to come out. You can also swap yeah. out mid match too, which is which yes. is neat. That's right, Dan, that's a good point because like you know, say you're just having a really tough go of it. Like if I was McCree and I was sucking, which happened. Actually a better example of this, I was using Reinhardt. I was being the, the tank for the team because nobody else picked one. And I'm not as good with Reinhardt as Will was. And I was just getting my ass kicked. So, like, midway through, I was like, well, you re- you take over with Reinhardt because you're really good with him. And I switched to a damage dealer because that's what Will was. So you can you can switch it up based off of, you know, how well you're doing with the character or if you feel like your team needs more balance or, or needs more damage, needs more healing, whatever it is. It's it's really cool that you're able to switch up uh, mid match whenever you want. Yeah, it's kind of like it gives you the on the fly like adjustments that you see like in like sports and like online games and stuff like that that you can just like quickly swap into like another hero and be able to you know contribute to the team. Like one match I was playing, I don't remember who I was playing. I think I might have been, I think I was Genji, which is another character. But I wasn't doing so hot with him, so I switched to Widowmaker, who is another character I really like, and she's a sniper. And, like, I did so much better, and, like, there was way more... I was able to, like, help the team way more being Widowmaker than I was Genji. So, like, even if you're just getting it handed to you, just switching your character is enough to be able to, like, help out the team. Yeah. It's... it's it's. I wish... I don't... I. It probably wouldn't work as well in, in a MOBA, but... You know, it'd be kind of cool, like, if mid-match I was sucking balls with Vala and not doing my job, like usual, <laughs> and I could switch up and, and play a tank character instead and see how that goes for you. You know, it's it's the same kind of thing. Um, but I could not have had more fun playing that game. And, like, it's just exactly what I'm looking for right now. A quick, fast-paced, just fun, cool characters, you know, cool abilities, teamwork, but not too much teamwork where it's like you got to be super strategic, but there's enough there, you know, yeah. Yeah. Bu- building a good solid team with different roles. Like, Oh God, I love it. We only ran into one jerk online. No, yeah. only yeah. one. Oh, it's still so early. If you remember the early days of heroes of the storm, that's super, true. super early. He kept on giving Johnny a hard time for not jumping into the middle of battle as a healer and dying. It's really cool playing uh, Mercy, too. I tried Mercy when Johnny got off offline um, playing as a healer because she has this, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a almost like a laser, like a lightning comes out of your weapon, this long rifle-looking weapon, and you, you point it at somebody, and you hold down the, uh, the mouse button, and it just sends, like, a stream of health to this person. And it will show up on your map, like, people that are down, because her ultimate ability is uh, the ability to revive, um, to revive a down teammate. So that's a really cool one. And so say somebody's at full health, but it's the only partner that you're near. Uh, when you put your health uh, 
health stream on them, it gives them a damage boost. So you're not feeling totally useless if nobody needs to be healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other cool thing that she does is she can fly to uh, to uh, one of your teammates across the map. As long, I think you have to just be able to see them and have like a line to them, and you can fly to them. So nice. each character's got some really cool abilities. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting a little more into the, the different characters and trying them out. Yeah, Eric, there's actually a character that I wanted to try, but I didn't get a chance because I didn't get to play as much on the second day. But do you remember the, I think her name is May, and she does the ice stuff. like That's freezing. the one I wanted to try. I was just yeah. going to say that because yeah, I kept she... getting fucked over by her. Yeah, because what she can do is her gun is a, uh, it's like a ice gun, and she shoots yeah. like streams of like cold air that freezes the enemy if like you like hit them enough with it. But her other abilities is she can bring up uh, an ice wall. So if like at the start of the match, everybody who comes out of that like little building where Eric was talking about, where you like you screw around for the first like thirty seconds, she can ice wall that entrance and everybody's trapped in there. And like you can set up an ambush for when they come out, which is really really cool. You um, can block off like a you know a specific entrance to the area that you're trying to control like you can block off a part of that so the team literally can't get through there for a, for a period of time yeah so you know where they're going to be coming from yep she's i think she's a defense hero yeah that makes sense yeah she is a defense hero so yeah there's a couple game modes that we tried there was like uh an area of control um, so each team would just go there and try to control it longer than the other team and then uh, the one i liked the best was the escort so yeah. there was like, uh, what's what would it be called? It's called payload, I think. A payload, like, yeah. So you're just kind of escorting it along a track. Yeah. To get to a goal, so you just have to stand near it, and when you're near it, it moves along the track. Uh, the whole time, the other team is coming to try and stop you and kill you, obviously. But I just found that one to be really fun. And we didn't even like get to play all of the maps and game modes. Like I think we only played three different maps, and I know there's definitely way more than that. Yeah. So. But man, can I see this one being a money hole for me? Buying skins and shit. Yeah. Oh God. That's Brutal. uh my question. Like, and maybe you answered it. I apologize if you did already. But what's the outside of uh, game like long term goal in Overwatch? Like, are you leveling up? Yeah, you level up, like, your account like you do in Heroes of the Storm, and you unlock loot boxes while leveling up and stuff like that, like, which will unlock skins and, like, the spray painting stuff and different victory poses and stuff like that. Which is stuff I'm really into for for whatever reason. I don't really know why, but, like, the idea of being able to change my character's skin is so cool to me. And every time I get on Heroes of the Storm, no matter how long it's been since I've played it, I want to buy every one of them that I see. Yep. Nice. I don't know. It's just such a, like I've already got my eye on two of McCree skins that just look so badass. So Overwatch is a buy, huh? Oh my god. Yeah. That is a must buy. Um so the there's like a quote unquote open beta that you get for pre ordering. When does that start? Do you guys know? It's early May, right? May second. Second or third. Second or third. Okay. I don't know, one of those. So like two weeks. Yep. From now. When's the game out? May 24th? 23rd? So, Will, will we get to play from May 2nd or 3rd on until release day? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to pre-order it like within That's the next boner week. That's boner-inducing. Or, within the next week or so, I'm going to be pre-ordering it too. So, 
Sweet. Corey, are you getting it? I don't know. I'd like to try it first still. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. you could try it on one of our accounts, I'm sure. I just I, I, I like I mean the way you guys describe it, it sounds really nice, but I just need to experience it for myself. Yeah, I've absolutely. I've watched enough on Twitch to know that I want it. I've watched quite a bit on Twitch, so I'll tell you, I'm watching a video right now, and I'm getting a little bit uh, motion. A little queasy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very fast paced. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, actually, and I I'm actually gonna pause it because it's legitimately making me. <laughs> oh no! Oh. I I Dizzy. do want everybody to check out the animated shorts that they've put out too. I've watched a couple are... of them. Did you? Yeah, yeah, they're excellent. Um, the first one was about Winston and Reaper, which is another character in the game and it kind of tugged at the heartstrings a little bit seeing little baby monkey winston because oh, winston's, winston's a great a man is a great character and then the second one uh is tracer and Widowmaker, and I like that's that a really one. like cool one too yeah i watched that one that was really cool and I, and I think it tells the backstory of like why they're fighting yeah so it's definitely worth checking out they're really cool and blizzard does a great job with the cinematic stuff yep. like so i definitely blizzard. recommend it Blizzard nails it, man. I was telling Eric when we were playing Overwatch, do you remember when we used to hate on Blizzard when we started? Oh, God, we used to shit on Blizzard. I still do. You still do, yes. Uh, but I can't. I mean, Diablo 3. I'm one of the few. Heroes of the Storm. Overwatch now. I, I mean, I still I, I still really like Heroes of the Storm. I just don't have the the uh, pa- pa- patience, uh, you know, I stomach, totally stomach that, for man. it. Totally get it. Yeah, I do too. It was the first um, MOBA I was actually able to play, so that's saying something. So I feel I feel like we've covered Overwatch, yeah, Will? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I guess I just wanted to kind of flow into another fast-paced shooter beta that I tried this week, which yeah. was Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so I tried do- the Doom beta on PS4, and I actually liked it a lot more than I was anticipating. Um, I-, I had read some things and it kind of seemed as though it was getting shit on a little bit um i had a really good time with it and i was actually really good at it which i was surprised because i i don't know i'm not usually good at shooters anymore those days have come and gone um you aged out of shooters (laughs) yeah i did it but it was super fast paced and like it was pretty brutal when you would melee kill somebody you like rip their arm off and hit them upside the head with it and stuff like that and uh, I don't know it was just another really fun shooter I I'm really into the fast pace thing right now it's it's uh it's been really fun um, the weapons were okay doing. there was nothing you know remarkable about it I didn't come away saying holy shit that was like I did with Overwatch right but you know it was just I, I thought it was well made uh, felt good didn't feel clunky at all. So the weapons were pretty cool. I w- I was using the shotgun as most people were, but the rocket launcher was pretty sweet too. But man, that shotgun was awfully satisfying when you'd come up on somebody's ass from behind and just blow them apart. Blow them apart. <laughs> but nice. I don't know if I'll get Doom. Really depends. I don't remember when that's supposed to come out. It depends what else is coming out around that time. In May, it's like maybe the third. I think yeah, like that's or Overwatch. Because Overwatch will be out, and then Uncharted's coming out. Yeah. Oh yeah, Uncharted. So, yeah, I, I had a good time with Doom. I probably played five or six matches. So, okay. What was the biggest complaint? 
people had and it's too slow. Really? I mean, granted, I never played the other ones, so yeah, I think, for me it wasn't. I think Doom fans thought it was slow. Yeah. But I I would I like that though. <laughs> I want it to be nice and slow. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, well, maybe you'd like it, I don't know. It seemed pretty fast to me. Did you play anything else, Eric? Uh yeah, I did. Ratchet and Clank. Oh yeah. For PS four. Um that is Man, it's it's not better than Bloodborne, but it's definitely 1A and 1B for best exclusive on the okay. PS4, without a question, for me. It was just so fun. I literally could not stop playing it. I played... I, I told Will I was trying to beat it... Uh, was it Saturday? Yeah. Saturday or Sunday. I thought I was close, but it turned out I wasn't, and I ended up staying up till midnight, which I never do. And I played it straight, like, all day. When we weren't playing Overwatch, I was I was playing Ratchet and Clank. And I just could not stop. I never got sick of it. It was just so much fun. The weapons are so cool. Two of my favorite weapons. Uh, uh, one of them is called the Groovatron. And what that does is when you shoot it, it puts up a big disco ball and starts playing this, like, techno music. So all the enemies in the area just dance cool. and stop attacking you. Yeah. That's awesome. What I, so what I would do is I would hit him with the Groovatron, and then I would use... I wish I could remember what this gun was called, but what it does is when you shoot, it transforms them into pixel art. So it, they look like Minecraft characters almost. Um, and then if you blow them up with another gun, all the pixels fall to the ground. So they stay in pixel form even after you kill them. Nice. Which I thought was a really nice touch. Um, but yeah, I mean, the weapons are so cool. The techno was so, it, it just fit into the battle really well. It fit like the mood of the game really well when you're in the middle of these battles. Um, the story was kind of fun. It wasn't anything outrageous. And I, this is the first Ratchet and Clank game I, I had ever played. So I didn't know anything about it or what the story was. I guess it's like a, a reimagining of the story told from a different perspective, uh, from Captain Quark, um, but yeah, I, like I said, it's not a it's not a meaty game by any means, but it's it looks fantastic, dude. It's one of the best looking games. Like I said, it looks like you're playing a Pixar movie. Uh, there are actually scenes from the movie that's coming out in it, uh, incorporated into it. Um, it makes me want to see the movie, and I really hope that they redo some of the other Ratchet and Clanks because I would buy them in a heartbeat. And this is only a forty dollar game. Nice, yeah. And there's new new game plus mode to it. You upgrade all your weapons, so it's got some of the RPG stuff there. But like, it's just so good. There's a lot of collectibles, Dan, which mm-hmm. I know you would appreciate. Oh yeah. So there's these big golden bolts throughout the world. I think there's 28 of them, and the number that you find uh, allows you to unlock certain things like cheats or different. Uh, one of the really cool things is uh, filters. So different color filters you can put on the world which I found one that I really liked, and I can't remember what it was called, but I ended up taking a screenshot in that filter after I had beat the game, and it just looks so good. Oh, It's one of the, my favorite games that I've played in a while. Nice. And I, I really think that by the end of the year, it's going to be right up there for game of the year for me. Nice. I like it that much. I like to hear that. Yeah. Well, but I that... think you're just going to love it. 
I'm definitely starting it either tonight or tomorrow because I really want to play this game. It's just one of those games when you're done playing it, you're just like, God, that was just such a pleasure to play, you know? Yeah. I, I've never played I a tweeted, Ratchet and Clank, I tweeted too, Insomniac so. after I was done. I was like, thank you for that, because that was just amazing. And they're a great developer, man. They they put that out in Sunset Overdrive, two, two of my favorite exclusives on either system. Oh, yeah, or they are they fucking nailing it? They're nailing it. <laughs> Other than that, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League and sucking really bad. Nice. My skills in Rocket League have gone down significantly lately, and I'm not sure what's going on, but it's pissing me off. It's that Virginia internet. It is. That's what it is. I'm going to start blaming it on that. Blaming it on the lag packets. I got into a a match tonight before we started recording with this real douchey guy. His name was Isaiah C. something. If you ever come up against him, he's a real prick, and you will know immediately because he's that guy that wants to make comments to everybody the entire match. And I'm that guy when I play. <laughs> of course, I kept getting in matches with him from that point on. So him and I are just going back and forth with each other. Anytime one of us would miss a shot, it was, oh, nice shot. <laughs> you know, just going back and forth with each other. Yep. Um, which can be fun, but he was pissing me off. But yeah, he was right. I'm pretty bad at Rocket League now. <laughs> Don't let him get to you. Eh, whatever. I did play with Tito. Uh, this past weekend, that was good times. We played two on two, well, with a couple of buddies of his. I, I actually played pretty well then, but for whatever reason, when I'm playing with randoms online, I've just been doing so bad. Huh. And uh, the only other thing I played was FIFA. Jeff and I still trying to make that trek to the Division One Championship. We're having a bitch of a time. FIFA's kind of a shitty game. <laughs> Very janky. Well, there is a rumor. That I've been made aware of that they try to even out your wins and losses. Oh yeah, matchmaking. And yeah, we've we've started to notice like you can almost tell right from the beginning. As soon as a ball goes your way, it seems like it goes your way the rest of the game, and vice versa. If that first first whatever the instance is doesn't go your way, it's gonna happen the rest of the game, and you're just kind of fucked. Um. Hmm. Which which makes me not want to play FIFA. Yeah. Hmm. I also love soccer. Sounds like Hearthstone Clash Royale. Yeah. It's it's infuri- I was thinking more NHL, but Yeah, NHL too. But yeah, so I feel like it, it takes a little bit of the skill out of the game and that kills it for me a little bit. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Because I've just been, I've literally been coming home. I get home at six o'clock. I've been sitting at my television, playing Rocket League until ten o'clock when I go to bed. <laughs> wow. That is what I've been doing since I beat Ratchet and Clank. Uh-huh. Oh, you beat it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I beat it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I didn't even say that. I'm add it's been a while since add it to the list. Been beating games. Yeah, yeah. It has been quite a while since I had a beaten game, but uh, that one I just couldn't put it down. Couldn't put it down. That's a good sign. I can't wait to see what uh, what you think of it. Well, I think you'll love it. That's what I'm oh. looking for, Eric. Uh, a game that doesn't pace doesn't slow down. You know, just consistent oh. all the way through. You'd love it then. That's exactly yeah. what it is. That's what I need. Yep. And the environments are so good, so good, and they're very they're varied. There's like hoverboard competitions. There's like grinding along rails. Uh, there's just it's it's just so good. 
I gotta figure out how I'm gonna play that. Well, it's pro- I, I think it's like a nine-hour game. Hmm. Could knock it out a couple sittings. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me, Dan. Ruvatron. I'm surprised they didn't call it Disco Blast. Oh man. Like if it was weapon. the if it was the Quantum Break Riders, it would have been Disco Blast. Yeah, right. Music hit. <laughs> And any, any one of the enemies will dance, even like the big bosses, which looks hilarious. That's great. Like, you fight these big, like, squid things. I was like, I wonder if this thing's actually going to dance. Sure as shit. Start dancing. (laughs) I like it. All right, well, would you play? Uh, I quit Clash Royale. Well done. Well done. Um, I just. I just got so fed up because I was not progressing and I didn't want to deal with another month of just going between Arena 5 and Arena 4 because I would get like 1,500 trophies to 1,600 trophies and then I would drop all the way down to 1,300. It was just repeating and I wasn't having fun. I was starting to get angry. So I said I'm going to delete it for now and come back to it when there's been months of updates done to it to see if they make it a little bit better and more worth playing every day than it was now. So I'm officially quit Clash Royale after like two months of playing it. I, uh, (laughs) shut up, Corey. I'm watching the footage from the Helsinki tournament on April 16th. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I don't, (laughs) What do you mean it's, it's embarrassing? Fuck off. So, so bad. What's, Wait, what watch, is bad about it? <laughs> it's just watching these grown-ass men tap, <laughs> tapping on these tablets. Just tapping Corey's away. absolutely right. And He's reacting. Right. Like... Look at that guy's name is Steroidy69. Go <laughs> fucking kill yourself, dude. Do everyone a favor. Oh, we don't man. need any, any... Absolute pud. We don't need any Steroidy69s running around in this world. I kind of like him. Oh, and they got the shoutcasters going and everything. Good grief. He's part of the Moostra Mafia, too. So sweet, dude. Will's a trophy NR of 3,351. Pretty good. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a ton, actually. How much Clash Royale do you think these boys are playing? Probably every day for, like, eight hours. Ugh. I hope Steroid he didn't win. Well, Eric, guess what? Did he win? I don't know. But I know the people in the ski bums are very upset because I quit, Evan quit, and my friend Tim quit. So, like, we all... They're they are far more upset to see me delete my account. I think I was bottom bottom of the table. Well, I uh, see a and... member like that go. There's only, like, four active members. Five, maybe? <laughs> At this point. I don't know. Maybe more. Because I forgot how many people were there when I when I quit. There was like 17 or 18 when I quit, but that was like a month ago. So five of us have left. You know what, though? It is a good game. I Flash. didn't mind it. Yeah. I didn't mind yeah, it. No, it was it was all this, the microtransaction bullshit around it that I hated. I just lose interest. Yeah. If I could separate my anger in video games with something like that I would play it way more but it just made me want to jump out my window man Corey you're absolutely right this is this is a disaster <laughs> just so 
you know how we're talking about like outsiders looking in and being like this is so dumb yeah this is it you're yep <laughs> look at these two guys are you steroid-y. kidding me steroidy one are they like look yelling at, at each other <laughs> <laughs> let me guess he barely took down a tower oh right? yeah just one there I mean, was he, there was too many of those where just one tower would be taken down. I can't Ugh. tell you the amount of times I won or lost one to nothing. Yeah, and like guy. if somebody played a tower on the game, like anywhere, it, the game stopped. Like, yeah. oh, this is great. So basically, you're playing for. Oh, that's another thing. I was getting like five or six draws in a row too. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to deal with this right now. Why do they have to? In these chairs. What is Corey? Check it out. They're on the throne, man. What'd you play? Oh, man. What else you play? Well, God, <laughs> uh, I've been trudging along. Fire Emblem Conquest, still really good. Uh, I think I'm on chapter 18 ish, maybe. And I know there's 27 chapters for like all of the games, so yep. a little over halfway, 20 hours into the game. Nice. Basically, just kind of working on. <laughs> working on my my team that I'm going to use for the rest of the game and have them leveled up to a good enough level to be effective because I do get my butt handed to me in fights. Yeah, it's basically like the nobles in the game. That the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nobles, the the kids from the royal family Garon. type of people. The royal, yeah, the royal family is basically what keeps me into winning battles because like Xander, Leo, Camila and are all like really strong and Elise uh-huh. is a really good healer. Uh-huh. So we all just kind of roll together and then the rest of it is a free for all. One quick question, Will. Um, yeah, what's up? So I know when you first started, you, you asked me how, how dare I side with, uh, with, uh, nor do you, yeah. do you kind of understand now? Like, it kind of makes sense, like what Corrin is trying to do yeah, uh, from Corrin's perspective. Def- they definitely they they definitely know something's up. Uh, well, Cor- I mean, Corrin knows what's up. Uh, Xander definitely does because yeah. there's, like, something that happens and Xander goes, yeah, Garon's not going to find out about this or we're all dead. Right. And there was, like, lines with uh, Camila or whatever was saying stuff like, yeah, we don't go against him because he'll kill us. Right. So, like, they all know. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I definitely understand why uh, or how that game is played with that. I'm very interested to see how Revelations plays out. Yeah. Because that's – I know nothing about it. Yep. Okay. Next, I I played and beat Quantum Break. Hey. Thank you. Well done. Oh, thank, thanks, Eric and Corey. <laughs> Good job, Will. I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> I still really liked it. I just the last part, the final boss fight was I don't I was watching the Blues and Blackhawks game. It was the game 2 while I was trying to play it. So like there was a lot going on in that game and I was yelling at the computer screen and trying to do this boss fight. So I was dying a lot and getting really frustrated and I kind of wanted to quit. But I knew I was at the end so I pushed through it. So I don't know if it's just my lack of attention on the boss fight that made me not like it. I heard it was bad. Okay, so yeah, it's bad then. <laughs> it wasn't just me. But overall, I did like Quantum Break. As I said, the I liked the pacing. 
in the game. You're crazy. Because I, did, I didn't have to do eight to ten hours of the same thing over and over again. I got to watch like two hours worth of TV. Just terrible TV. <laughs> yeah, that's what I liked about it. <laughs> you you are willing to admit it was bad TV though. Yeah, I didn't think it was great at all. Okay. But I saw all the episodes on YouTube. Yeah. Sure. Watch it, Corey. I'm going to watch him. You'll have no idea what's going on, but... Corey? Maybe it... um, all four hours worth, huh? Might I ask why you're showing AFI in the chat? <laughs> you said you turned to a life of grunge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you win. All right. Nice. Anyways. When I think grunge, I think like Nirvana, not necessarily AFI. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, fine. laughs> uh, Courtney loves it. Back to back to Quantum Break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quantum Break. Uh, and the last thing is uh, Heroes of the Storm. I played a lot of that. Tracer came out. Basically, how she plays and Overwatch is how she plays in uh, Heroes. She has the three blink moves, so you can kind of zip around, and and really you can avoid with any attacks in the game uh, with the blinks. And then her next attack is, or her next ability is a melee. Then it is her rewind ability, so she like just kind of teleports back to like where she started. And then her ultimate is a pulse bomb, which is what it is in Overwatch, and she gets it from level one but it's fairly weak and it kind of like what she gets it from just shooting uh enemies like it like she does in overwatch basically her like her kit from overwatch is just put into heroes of the storm and they did a really good job with it and i've seen some pretty awesome like plays with her do you think they plan that ahead ahead of time for the the overwatch characters um yes my guess is yeah because i think the transition is like seamless seamless yeah it's it's kind of impressive i know a lot of people are on the she's overpowered train but everybody says that when a new hero gets in because nobody <laughs> yeah, knows, right. nobody knows how to play it yet so right. like it's automatically how dare blizzard put in overpowered heroes just to cash in which is annoying yeah which uh, is like that all the time but she's great uh definitely my favorite heroes have changed a lot in that game since uh, I last like played a lot because it's still Sylvanas, but they kind of ruined Nova, so I don't play Nova very much anymore. But right now it's Lee Ming and Tracer. Sylvanas are probably my favorite heroes to play. Mm-hmm. Now I want to play heroes really bad. But that's it. So does Corey. Yeah. Yeah. right up. Always. Corey <laughs> loves Heroes of the Storm. Love it. All right. Would you, did you play anything, Corey? Nope, just Dark Souls and Hearthstone. Yep, but I only played Dark Souls too, so I have nothing nothing to share for what I played. Uh, all right, let's get into feedback, shall we? Let's let's. All right, the first is from Idaho Jake, who says, "Hey guys, I just can't stop playing Fallout Four, and I really need to." Get back, get get to my backlog. So help me out. Here's a list of what I should play before No Man's Sky: The Last of Us, Dragon Age Inquisition, Tomb Raider, Sunset Overdrive, Life is Strange, The Banner Saga, and Bound by Flames. Mm-hmm. Jacob, I would ask: Have you played The Last of Us or 
Um, oh, he, he's the one that had the corrupted save file, isn't he? Yeah, that sounds familiar. I, th- I think so, yeah. Yeah, if that's true, I, I, I would pick The Last of Us. And if it's not that, it would be Sunset Overdrive for me. Okay. Corey? Corey? I'm going to say Inquisition. Inquisition? Ugh. Corey. It's a good game. What is your problem, Corey? <laughs> I don't know. Just, I have lots of problems. Where, is, where should I start? Uh, <laughs> is it Tomb for? Because I, I would go with Tomb Raider. Uh, the original That's or or uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I mean, both both good, but obviously Rise. Of, I think Rise of the Tomb Raider is a lot better than yeah. Tomb Raider. But that would be my pick. It's also not super long, which is you know, yeah, not the case with. Dragon I just Age feel like uh, all gamers should play through Last of Us. Oh sure, parts. oh sure. And it's it's too similar to No Man's Sky. <laughs> the Last of Us. Yeah, you know yeah, the I whole survival thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very similar. I know it's a it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was trying to think of uh, when you go into No Man's Sky, you want a, a cleansed palate. Yeah. And what's a good cleanse it paling palate cleanse? <laughs> Sunset Overdrive is your answer. Palate cleansing game, and yeah, Sunset Overdrive sounds like a, a good option there. Uh, Tomb Raider, I would also agree with. <laughs> Sunset, probably, you know, probably not Inquisition. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a that's Sunset a doozy. Overdrive is just it's another one that's just fun and like you're not really gonna have to think too much about it. You're just gonna play it and have a good time, and you'll be refreshed at the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know. What about you, Will? Uh, oh, yes. I was thinking Tomb Raider, actually. Uh, if it's Rise of the Tomb Raider. It is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Is it? Yeah, that's what I would say. That or Sunset Overdrive, yeah, like Eric said. Just free right now, by the way. Yeah, that's that's definitely worth it. That's that's unbelievable. It's one of the, like, like you said, one of the better, uh, or pro- probably the best Microsoft exclusive, right? I, I think it's the best, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so there, there's a few a few suggestions for us from us, Jake. Uh, Derek in Chicago says, "Hey guys, I popped into a GameStop a couple weeks ago. I picked up a handful of games I've been anxious to try. I got Final Fantasy Type Zero, Typo, Type Zero, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Dark Souls Two for the Xbox for thirty bucks each. I've been really curious to get into the Dark Souls series, but I've to admit I've been a little intimidated after all the praise you gave you guys give the series and the hype for Dark Souls Three. I was ready to give it a shot." I'm barely into the game, but I'm already getting a glimpse of the rewarding feeling you can get. I started Dark Souls 2 as a knight and got into the first witch's hut, but I couldn't figure out where to go. I walked through that narrow passage with the troll, but kept running in circles. I said, screw it, let me fight this guy. He obviously destroyed me, but I got a couple of hits in. Made me realize I could play smart to get him. After several tries, I took him down and then realized that wasn't even the way to go. But it got me excited about the crazy amount of unknown and exploration in front of me. Rise of the Tomb Raider is gorgeous, but you guys know that. I know Eric wouldn't won't believe me, but the April update for Destiny has been enjoyable. The new content is pretty minor, but the quality of life improvements really help. They've improved the infusion system and offered a lot more ways to get your light level up. There's even a sort of score uh, attack arena horde mode activity now that is quick and fun. I'm curious if Tito has gotten into it. Last note, I have one nostalgia game. I played a bunch 
I've never heard people talk about. It was Dragon Spirit, a top-down shooter on the NES where you upgraded your dragon with more heads for more abilities. Not sure why, but I would play this game for hours. The funny thing is, I think you guys mentioned you did this too uh, with the exact same albums, but I would play it with the volume down while listening to the cassette tapes of Green Day's Insomniac and Weezer's Pinkerton. (laughs) Glad you finally watched Star Wars. Dan, how'd you feel when Luke killed Leia and Derek from Chicago? So, okay, yeah, uh, Corey, you remember uh, from Dark Souls 2 at the beginning, right? The Witch's Hut and the Troll right there. I do, and uh, I do remember there being a number of ways you can run off to, right? No, there's just the one. I mean, there there's a few, like, branching paths right there, but, like, none of you couldn't advance in any of them. But there was that troll there. There was a few hidden things uh, around, right around that area. Uh, but okay. there's, there's like, a, a door kind of hidden in there. I don't even remember the troll. Yeah, oh yeah, he was up like up on the left hand side. You had to like walk through some weeds, I think, to get to him. One of my f- favorite areas uh, in all of Dark Souls is the witch's. What's it called? In in oh no, I'm thinking of Bloodborne now. The witch's haven, which is cove. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, Corey, but I can't and remember what it's called. There's an area in Dark Souls Three that is very similar. The undead settlement, Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, I can definitely see some similarities uh, stylistically in Bloodborne and Dark Souls Three. Yeah, definitely. That's it's funny to hear uh, Derek's first experience with Dark Souls because <laughs> that is that is the series. Like yep. that, that realization, like, oh, I can do this intelligently. Yeah. But then only to realize shouldn't have gone this way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Um, so there's that. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, the Destiny update. I, I, you know, I don't know that much about Destiny, but a lot of people that I follow in the gaming world have, have enjoyed, uh, the updates and thought a lot of more, a lot of them were necessary. So Uh, I don't know why he said that I would disagree with him. I feel like I've been the biggest Destiny defender on this podcast. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure it's good. I love the Taken King stuff. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I really doubt that I'm going to try this out just because it's not Rocket League, right? Right. So I have no reason to. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see if Tito played it too because I know he was really big into Destiny for quite a while. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Will? Any interest in playing more Destiny? Yeah, I actually have a lot of interest in playing Destiny. It just if I will is another thing. Right. I'm trying to play like so many things that I don't know if I want to keep playing Destiny. I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Because that my reoccurring games like Heroes of the Storm. And soon to be Overwatch. Oh man, so much <laughs> Overwatch is gonna get played this year. I'm psyched for Overwatch. Yeah. Psyched. Dan, I'm really excited you're getting it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna get a, get a little time in there. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, and then the nostalgia game, Dragon Spirit. Anyone familiar with Dragon Spirit? No. That no. is one I am not familiar with. Yeah, I've never... What system do we know? NES. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that one at all. Uh, and then... Oh, when Luke, Luke killed Leia in the new Star Wars. Tra- yeah. Tra- that's, tragic. That's How did you feel when that happened, dude? Huh? Uh, How did you it, feel when that happened? It was tragic. Tragic. Shocked. Dragon Spirit. Yes, I had this game. Did you? 
Now Corey brings it up in the uh, in the thing. Yeah. Nice. I played Dragon Spirit. I'll have to look it up later. But uh, the it name looks, doesn't ring a bell. It looks familiar. You probably played it at Eric's house. Could have been. I think That's I had cool. my first bit of Star Wars information spoiled for me. Uh-oh. Why? Did you? Luke killed Leia. There's only one way Everyone to find out. That. Yeah, that's common knowledge. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't care because I probably don't think I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's only well, like, now you have to just to see it. It's, it's pretty incredible when it happens. It's only a little over two hours of a movie. Well, it's you can watch it on my Voodoo account. And he kills her. Gonna... Go ahead, like, Corey. He kills her. It's only like an hour and a half in. Yeah, so. Asphyxiation. He puts her in a garage and turns a <laughs> Turns the car on. Turns his car. Turns his speeder. Speeder bike. Turns his Buick saber on. I think I'm just gonna start hating Star Wars to be that guy. Just to be a hipster. Crazy. Uh, It's like I hate on Rocket League, which is appalling. Yeah. Game sucks. It's embarrassing for you. Jake in the chat wants to know if Overwatch is gonna become the new hots on our podcast. Maybe. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't think so because they're. There's not as much to it, I guess. It's just kind of yeah. a run-and-gun shooter. But this is also something that I feel like we'll play a couple matches, like, every week. I don't yeah. know. Also, But I, I, I don't thinking... think there will be things to talk about with it every week, necessarily. Yeah, that's fair. You're right. I was thinking about this the other day, because we had said on the Division episode that that was the first game that we all played together would be incorrect because we all played here's the storm together before we did our episode on it that's true did we say it was the first one we played together yeah the first one in a while first in a while first I think we dan all said, played together and talked about i huh. think dan said it's the rare occurrence if i remember no. correctly all right yeah well i guess uh here's the storm is the only other one i can think of so yeah, yeah. at least in a timely fashion you know besides yeah, when I'm... we did our tecmo super bowl playthrough when we first started that was fun we all played Skyrim. Yeah. Not together. That's true. <laughs> Think about getting back into Skyrim. Kotaku put an article out about the like biggest mods. Yeah. The ci- Some mods that the, add, The like, cities one? Yeah. They're, like, what is it? Keeps and holds or something like that? Skyrim holds? Yeah, they're, they're like whole new games almost. Yeah. There's enough content. Hundreds of quests. Like. Yep. And it just looks so damn good with all the mods yeah yes it does and it's easier now that a lot of that stuff is in the steam workshop you don't have to tinker too much with it yeah which is nice okay game of the generation or decade what generation or decade it was generation last generation oh it couldn't have been the decade because it came out 2011 yeah right yeah we're not finished with the decade yet Stupid game. It's going to be right up there for that one, too, though. <laughs> Very yeah. well could be. Very well, well, it has Skyrim, to be almost, doesn't it? Skyrim, Skyrim 2 will come out and be better. They're going to... Uh, Bethesda's going to drop the Skyrim 2 bomb at uh, E3. They almost have to, because what else do they have? Uh, they've got a couple things Dishonored. in the pipeline. Doom. No, Doom, Doom will be Dishonored. out already. Doom, um, Doom's going to be out by E3. What's yeah. that other one they're working on? Rage 2. No. Because all I got, 
is dishonored in that card game. Yeah. No, you guys know. What's the other one? It's supposed to be a pretty big one. Doom. Battle Cry? <laughs> Fuck Battle all Born. of you. <laughs> I can't think of what you mean, Eric. Huh? I can't think of what you mean. I'm, Wolf, I'm Wolfenstein? Up. Look it up, yeah. Wolfenstein. Wool. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm trying see. to look it up. I don't see anything. Maybe it's not them that's making it. I'm just making it a big ass of myself. Yeah, you are. Well, now we need to know. Yeah. Wait, wait. Battlecry. Uh, no. That got canceled, I thought. Dishonored 2. <laughs> Doom. Elder Scrolls Legends. That's all I'm seeing on Wikipedia. It must not be them. Fall no, it's Shelter not two. them. It's not them. I'm thinking um, Witcher developers. CD Projekt uh, Red. Oh, um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I was thinking of. Eric, you idiot. I know. At least I caught the mistake, and one of you didn't prove me wrong again, Corey. Uh, we're going to see Rage 2. That's fine. Nice. I l- actually liked Rage. It wasn't it's great. One of my predictions. It wasn't E3 prediction. great, but I liked it. Beardless said, in, in a fever-induced state of hysteria. <laughs> Hysteria, he started playing Skyrim and was still bored out of his mind. <laughs> I could see that. I, I definitely, I, I don't think, for me, boring isn't the right word. It does touch on, like, the the cadence of that game. It's just, I don't know, man. I climb up on those mountains and I just look out and I can just taste the crisp, the crisp air. Go crisp, crisp, cold air. Yeah. I'm with you, Corey. Love me some Skyrim. Okay. <clears throat> Any other thoughts? No, we... I don't uh... think so, Dan. Uh, there was also a suggestion for uh, an episode topic from Jake. Okay. He suggested maybe um, listening back to our first four episodes and doing a review of them, <laughs> which might be kind of funny. That would be funny. Definitely. <laughs> Well, we'll Something put it to keep in the think tank. Yeah, we'll we'll put it on the on the on the list. Uh, so next week's episode, we decided we're all gonna like go back, go and play a game from our backlog, or play a random game just to report on for for next week. Um, we haven't come up with the. Are title, we gonna title. tell each other or no? It's up to what you. It doesn't matter to me. I'm keeping mine a secret. Can mine be Hearthstone? No. Well, mine's to be... gonna be Rocket League, so yeah, that's fine. How okay. dare you? Mine will be Dark Souls 3. <laughs> okay. Just come on. So Will, Wills no, can we'll, be Heroes we'll, of the we'll Storm. Some good stuff. I'm going to play Fallout 4. Will, that doesn't count. No, I've added a bunch of games to my Steam library with my the Humble Bundle purchases, so I've nice. got a ton of new stuff I could try out. Does Hyper Light Drifter count for me since I haven't played it? Sure. Yeah. 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 That would count. That's yeah, an- it's got to be something you haven't played. Yeah. That's another game people were complaining about wanting to have an easy mode in. Come on, people. Does- Work for something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not easy. It. Yeah, you're not supposed to enjoy your video games, right, guys? <laughs> no, that's not, not what it is. If the game is tuned <laughs> around a certain difficulty for a reason as a design choice... Yeah, people who don't want to sink the time in to learn the mechanics 
uh, or to get even decent at the mechanics, it's just not a game for you. you yeah. Know? It's like Don't asking, play. it's like saying, can I have the half hour version of the new Star Wars movie? Exactly. Severely Please. abridged version. Or the 30 page picture, uh, picture Game, Lord, of Lord, Game of Thrones or Lord, Lord of the Rings, whatever, what have you. That sounds all right. <laughs> no, it yeah, doesn't. Say, that sounds like it's straight up my alley. No. As long as the artwork was nice. <laughs> as long as there was a lot of green, I'd be all right with it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for episode 248 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Well, <laughs> query. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.